0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of In the Lion's Den. I'm your host, James Boyle, joined as always by my father, Dennis Boyle. Good to be here after such a long wait. And uh DT's riddled parrot head, Rick Catamaran. Hello, hello. Now we've missed a couple weeks. Sadly. Wow. Yeah, how many? It's gotta be Two, three. Might be three, yeah. yeah. So it so. might have been a month ago. Because I'm,
1: I, I had Alzheimer's tonight. I didn't know anybody.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> we were run. I was running late. I was going to play us the recap from the previous episode, but we wanted to jump right in. So there's a lot of things were happening, and it was an extra long episode. So what was on your notes, Dan? So,
1: so when when it opens up, it shows Tyrion all bandaged up, coming out of his fog from getting decimated when they were attacking the castle.
2: Can we get the name of the episode? Oh, it's... Season uh, 2,
1: episode 10. Yeah. Valar Margulis. Oh, that's that word. I said she should write that down. Okay. But anyway, he is promptly told by, by Varys that he's no
0: longer the Hand of the King. Yeah, so in the previous episode, there was a giant battle. And Rick, I don't think you were in for the discussion last no. time, but... There was a big battle. It was a big battle episode. Great episode. Uh, but now we're seeing essentially the fallout from all of what happened. And Tyrion got slashed in the face by one of the Lannister's own men.
1: Apparently it was a setup.
0: Yeah, it was a setup. They were Why?
1: Gonna... Just because he's the way he is? Or because
0: what? his sister hates him. <laughs> the Queen, yeah. She wants to get... She saw an opportunity to get rid of him. Like...
1: Uh, Joffrey is now on the... Iron Throne proclaiming all this bullshit about like Tywin Lannister, who is now the savior of the city. First of all, Tywin makes an entrance, and his horse just does a, 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 a multiple shits all over the floor. I don't. <laughs> I was wondering what what their thinking was there. Let's. Let's really zoom in on the horse. I don't
0: know. Probably just like a little, in, like a gag, like like an
1: irony kind of thing. Yeah, there like
0: he's... they're they're doing this big pomp and circumstance in the great hall, and this horse is just shitting. No, I mean,
1: lid. yeah, loads of it.
0: I think it was real. It looked real. Man. Yeah,
1: seemed like it. I
0: think they pointed the camera at the horse's butthole and waited.
1: There's also a <laughs> proclamation now about this. What is her name, Marjorie? <laughs> Marjorie is now going to be Joffrey's betrothed.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: yeah. Sansa is uh, going to be set aside as the queen. Uh,
0: now I'm picturing this, the big horse's brown eye right in the middle of the screen. Like, yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's.
1: That was the opening, really. It's.
0: Oh uh, yes,
2: yeah, so... <laughs> it was certainly an opening. Yeah, it
1: <laughs> was but, opening, and why I wondered. I, I thought for a second. I guess they're just
0: going. Yeah, every once in a while they'll throw in little humorous like, jabs like that. Is there any site where you uh, can go and?
2: You know, Shiza to watch scat porn. Yeah, to
0: watch horses shit probably. <laughs> you know, learn, learn what their
1: thinking was there. You know, it seems like there's always a message with everything, but he just dumps all over and then
0: so uh marjorie yeah like you're saying marjorie tyrell we see her making a play for the the throne again marjorie needs a push-up i mean yeah I mean, she's the one i think you said she had weird tits That's yeah, a direct yeah quote, list. i mean you know
1: with all due respect <laughs> And I believe they're pressed down too much. I mean, this is just a fashion observation.
0: <laughs> yeah, her dress seems way too tight. Like, but now she's moving up quickly to one uh, A, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she in this scene
2: in cup size or
1: she's a negative.
2: <laughs> and yet,
1: there's something daunting about that big open front. I don't know. I don't know.
0: What she has saying. a very plunging neckline. Yeah. Rick, for your theater of the mind here. We're trying to give you a mental I've image. A, <laughs> I've gotten a lot thus far. <laughs> we've, gone, we've, gone, we've
1: gone from a steaming pile of dung to some suppressed. Breasts.
0: There are a lot of dresses with tasteful plunging necklines, where it's like part of the whole.
1: Ah, uh, wait a minute. We we're, we're not even going to get into Khaleesi.
0: Thing. Yeah, she was all she dressed up. She looked especially radiant. To see <laughs> uh, but anyway, that whole scene was Sansa's betrothal. To Joffrey is now off the table,
1: and she's happy about
0: it. She's happy about it, only to then be immediately sat down by Littlefinger and saying she's still shit out of luck. But she is to be replaced by this Marjorie Tyrell, who is now the new queen to be for Joffrey. So we see Marjorie with the with the plunging neckline, worming her way into a position of power. She's very cunning. Uh, but we'll see what happens in season three. This was the final episode of season two, by the way.
1: Uh, Interesting to me was the little spurts between Littlefinger doing his little thing and Varys. And other than showing that they are fierce competitors, methinks thinks there's going to be something where they're going to be central
0: figures later. Yeah, they play their scenes kind of back to back so you can see the differences between them. They
1: are sinister. Yeah,
0: both of them. Both of them are pursuing their own motivations. We don't really know what they are yet. Littlefinger tells Sansa, "I can get you to Winterfell," right. but she doesn't trust him. She no, kinda, and
1: I don't. And I don't. No, no, yeah, um, she
0: shouldn't. He goes, "Look around you, all these people in the hall. He's like, all liars. yeah, everyone's a liar. I'm a liar. You're a liar." And mm-hmm. he goes, "But we're all better than you." So kind of like a light threat.
1: I think I saw Zuckerberg in there too.
0: Yeah, he was Zuckerberg like in the was in there.
1: But the um, Zuck
2: the suck. We
1: immediately see Brienne.
2: <laughs> Give me the Zuck.
1: <laughs> Brienne, that captivating six foot seven woman from the WNBA,
0: and, and t- Jamie's t- giving her some shit like you were yeah. saying, right? Maybe you'd like someone to throw you down.
1: <laughs> yeah, take that shit off. In I don't uh, know. She doesn't. She's she's totally cold and. He even suggests, why don't you, when he hears them guys coming, he suggests, why don't you let me loose here and then I'll help you out. And yeah. See, she takes care of them in short order.
0: This is in the Westerlands, Rick, and this is Captain Phasma. So they come upon three women hanging from a tree, uh, only to find out that it was Stark men that had done it. And they recognize Jamie as being the Kingslayer. So she has to kill these men. Well, first she says, of the three women hanging, she says to the Stark men... I hope you gave them quick deaths, and the one like the cocky leader guy is like well, two of them we did. So when they get into fisticuffs, thirty seconds later she kills his other two fl- like flukies or what do they call? And then Thugs. him slowly. Yeah. And then him slowly. But, she but says, he's good, that death. guy. I was. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I would have rather seen him go on. She skewered him right up to scrotum, I think.
0: Done. Uh, and then they, they so they continue onward towards
1: and without Jamie's help by the
0: way right and Jamie and Jamie see like the look on his face where maybe he's wow, seeing I'm she yeah she is a little shot for women power yeah is it was very in these
1: times of me too or what's that me movement? too
0: yeah. yeah she's hashtag women power for sure and she's winning Jamie's respect as power she should to the
1: people then we see lady Stark talking to Rob about his love interest right. And she's not at all in favor of that.
0: Rob is in puppy love with the foreign girl. with the.
1: But I like the way Rob stands <laughs> up to her. It says, too bad.
0: Yeah, he tells her, well, Rob's still pissed because if we remember from before, Catelyn Stark, his mom, is the one who sent Jamie, like, got him out of the camp. Right. She told Brienne, the big lady, you get into King's Landing, well, Brooke, to negotiate Jamie Lannister for the two girls, the two star girls. So that's what they're, they're on their way to King's And Rob's lane.
1: pissed off at that? Isn't Rob's
0: it? pissed because he's saying, Jamie was our bargaining chip and you let, and you let go him again. go. Um, she
1: thinks she's smarter than him. I guess.
0: Right. So now she tells Rob, Rob's saying, I'm in love with this foreign lady, girl.
1: She was the nurse from right. many.
0: Right, the hot nurse. And, <laughs> and. Hello, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fever of a hundred and three. <laughs> uh, and so, sweetheart, <laughs> give me hot. <honor. laughs> they were the ones. With, she was jerking his leather, jerking off, and everything like that. Uh, but she didn't. I, I think she um,
1: didn't. She remove the guy's leg or whatever.
0: Yeah, Did they, they Rachel, were. They. Know? She was. It was like a big Saving Private Ryan scene. And everything bite down on this piece of leather.
1: Yeah, she was kind of making fun of the little. The lack of uh, proper... Supplies air. and
0: air. Um So, Catelyn is telling Rob, you're being a dummy. You've, you're already politically betrothed to one of the Frey girls, who, if we remember from a real early episode this season, Rob's army needed to cross a big river and one of the only bridges is owned by this family called the Frey family.
1: Were they all on horseback?
0: Now yeah. Okay. No. So, in order to gain fair and free crossing over the bridge, Rob agreed to marry one of the Frey girls when the war is done. So he's kind of taken politically. And Catelyn's saying, you cannot betray Walder Frey. You agreed to this. These were the terms and you agreed to them and now you're going to go back. And he tells her, you're in no position to tell me what to do. I'm in love with a stripper and this is the way it's going to be.
1: It just kills me that they fictional or not, it tells me that he doesn't say, come on, Mom, that was like 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. Come on. He kind of is saying that. And they get, in a very short scene later, they get married. Yeah, they... they, exactly Rob and them. Talisa get married. So they're now together. They show
1: them vows, but they, we don't see any of the nasty things. Right. I would like to see them tits pop out of there. Just... just.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling that'll be a big episode. I just spit a protein <laughs> shake all over the... All over the the master radio controls over here. <laughs> yeah, slide whistle.
3: Now,
1: um, next thing you know, we see Stannis with the Red Priestess. Right. Now you got to explain that scene to me because yeah, so he, he starts choking the bejabbers out of her <laughs> and saying, where's your God now? And I'm trying to think what is the relevance of that
2: scene. Uh, so, yeah, this is, is, is... like Edward G. Robinson? Yeah. He's, he's even smoking a cigar. <laughs> say. Where's your Messiah now? Yeah. <laughs>
0: So,
2: <laughs> that, was
1: that was good moses reference by you
0: <laughs> i was thinking this is a really maybe a, a, a bad thing to say or something or a, a sensitive thing to say but i was thinking it's very rare or maybe i'm just can't think of anything in the moment it's very rare that you see a man on screen literally choking the life and out of ch- a woman. i mean really yeah really going <laughs> at it like it's very, very, it's very graphic. She
1: has red hair and green eyes, beautiful eyes. And then he's just and a choking her pulsing all Vein like
0: in her forehead, oh. throbbing because she's getting choked. I'm today. saying,
1: is he really going to do this? Is he have a love interest in her or no? No,
0: I don't think so. Because I
1: thought it was foreplay for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, he lets her go. He doesn't actually kill her. Right, but, right. Um, so essentially, Stannis is in a very dark place because. In the previous episode, the big battle, the Battle of Blackwater Bay, they call it, which was Stannis attacking King's Landing, the big capital city where all the Lannisters are. Uh, we saw the, we saw that battle in the last episode in the boats, right in the boats, and then they land and they're attacking the city, and it seems like they're doing really well. Like it seems like they're going to take the city, and the Lannisters are going to lose, and then Tywin Lannister, the the patriarch. Come swooping in with the cavalry on horseback and just basically wipes them all out. Stannis is, is tries to die, right? Remember, he's like trying to keep fighting and yeah. his men kinda grab him and say, We gotta We gotta, we gotta abort and get out. So he survives, but now we see him at the in a dark place and he's telling her first of all, it's the first time he admits that they killed his brother, the other Baratheon, the gay kid.
1: Oh, so he's that's why he's distressed.
0: So he's telling her I've been following what you've been saying because you worship this fire god or whatever.
1: Well, where is he? Yeah, Yeah. and
0: and it's gotten me nothing. I killed my own brother. My whole my whole army got wiped out. What's going on? Where's your god now? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) see?
1: That is a good, that's a great (laughs) reference there,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then we see the dreadful Theon. Well, just to wrap up that scene, because she kind of, she kind of, he stops choking her. He seems (laughs) seems to help him. Yeah, and she tells him, this is, she says, you're going to give up because of one battle. This is going to be a long war, but you're the chosen one. She looks at him as like this prophet of the Lord of Light. And no matter what's going to happen, he's going to succeed. So she tells him. You're gonna betray everyone you know and everything you believe in, but it's gonna be worth it at the end.
1: Are they the two that were copulating on the
0: yeah table on the map? And then this
1: weird demon the came in. The demon, out? okay.
0: And the demon's the one, the, smoke, <laughs> the smoke demons the one that killed his brother. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know if that's a fair assessment, but that's <laughs> yeah, the way no, I that's got pretty, it. That's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. And then we go to Theon. Then we he's... go to Theon. This boy needs a real infusion of some self-respect.
0: Yeah, something. this is up at Winterfell.
1: He calls the... Um, he, he makes reference to <laughs> this frozen pile of shit.
0: <laughs> Theon has 20 men. He's taken Winterfell because Rob is away fighting a war. Now there's 5,000 northern men surrounding Winterfell, sieging the city. And he's got city. that 20 that are there. Right. And Maester Lewin, the the gentle old man who is kind of like the caretaker of the castle, is trying to talk some sense into him. He's saying, look, you have 20 men here. There's 5,000 men outside. Just surrender. There's no way you're getting out of this.
1: Which is what Hackstall is going to tell the (laughs) flyers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kind of tells them, run. You got to run. Yeah,
0: and the next scene is Theon doing the, the exact opposite of what he's been counseled. So he gives this... What oh, we, that was a good scene. Right. Yeah. We, we, he's given this, this one. he for the thinks Gipper it's like speech, this rousing yeah. speech of like, we're all going to die, well, no, but we're going to go thing down, that. we're going to go down with spears in our belly, but the women will sing of us and all this stuff. And all his men are kind of looking at him like, I guess. And then as soon as he finishes his speech, some guy knocks him over the back of the head with and a now, club.
1: So is he, are, are we to think that he's dead or no?
0: No, because they put like a, a mask on him. a bag on him. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, they just knock him like his men knock him out, and they're like, "This guy's an idiot. We're going home."
1: I like that scene. He yeah, that was well. a great yep. scene. He got everybody,
0: and you can see Theon. He, this kid's a great actor. He, he is. You can see him kind of becoming undone. Like yep. he's getting like nutty now.
1: And there's twenty out in the audience, you can kind of, you can kind of read their specials. Yeah, like, nah, we ain't buying. <laughs> yeah, any yeah no, of
0: this we're shit. not doing any so. <laughs> Maybe
1: you want to get towards and cut off. Yeah, like- he's
0: telling them we're gonna die with steel in our stomachs and yeah, arrows was, in our bodies but
1: so apparently none of them agreed right this was a pre- fetish yeah. Yeah, was this a pre-planned thing you think
0: yeah it yeah. seemed like it
1: who was the guy that knocked him over the head
0: he was kind of like the leader of the other men because the whole thing was they didn't respect theon at all because he's an idiot
1: then the next scene which is always one of my favorites with Varys and Tyrion together yeah. two tremendous actors Talk, he's talking, actually, about how low Tyrion has now sunk. Yeah. Although, <laughs> although yeah, and Varys says, although, you did save the city, which he did, really. Yeah, he Remember, gives him credit. Wasn't the other guy giving up? Like <laughs> yeah. The,
0: the Tyrion almost single-handedly, or actually probably did single-handedly, because without Tyrion's defense efforts, he rallied Stannis all guys, would have marched yeah. right in, yeah.
2: It's quite a feat for him to get any lower, too. Yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> lower than whale well dawn. And Varus is doing what he can to raise him up, but it's not helping at all. But he... But he um... Not far to go. <laughs> <laughs> However, his whore
1: comes to the rescue. Right? And I love referring to these girls as whores,
0: because that, be... <laughs> that seems to be the way you got to describe them. In the biblical sense, she is a whore. Yeah. But... In this scene, we see that they really do seem to have some feelings. Right.
1: And, that is a good scene. He
0: was and, a
2: whoa. <laughs> that was Rafi
0: Um Shay tells him, because he's lost everything now. He's no longer Hand of the King. Everyone in the city is saying Tywin saved the day. He's yep. not getting any respect. He got. He's hideously disfigured. His face is all slashed open.
1: It was the Sixers guy, or yeah, Rick, the 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 guy that they're giving credit now because of this great process, and all he did was tell him to lose. Pinky? Hey, there you go. Well, that's that's what Tyrion's part? looking at. Although he doesn't have a big <laughs> score. Oh, and Tyrion seems a bit taken aback because now his face is scored up.
0: Yeah, because he's saying now I'm a monster. He says I'm, a I'm a now I'm a monster and a midget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but or she, a dwarf. That
1: was a good scene because she. She tries to rally him and says, we can run. We can get out of here, you know?
0: Yeah. He,
1: he says, no, I can't. Now, is he saying because of family ties? He,
0: well, he's saying this is... A, she tells him, let's get out of here. There's nothing here for you left. Let's These take a boat. tried to kill you. Yeah, she said, they, they've they already tried to kill you once. They're going to kill you. They're going to try again. Let's go to Bravo's. And he goes, what are we going to do? What would I do? Or Pento's, another city across the sea, And he's like, what would I do in Pento's? She says, well, eat, drink... Dance, fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he says they her kind of like, no, this is what I'm good at, because he likes that whole political. I was like, wondering
1: if it was, you know, just some endearing love for his family, even after what they did, or or just the fact that, like he said, I, I'm the only one that can control these. Yeah,
0: I think he does have a sense of like responsibility because he is good. Yeah, I. I, I and he's kind of the only one that can control his sister. It was just crazy.
1: Yeah, he's. he's... It's funny how he has won over, and I'm yes. sure a lot of the audience. Yeah, because he, yes. he's he's showing this loyalty, and but that was a great scene. Uh,
0: One of the coolest parts, and this is gonna be, be me like fanboying for the whole series, is the ca- the evolution of the characters. <laughs> there are like a handful that you start out explicitly and utterly hating, and then they evolve into something that you really, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And the
1: suppressed ninnies, too, right? yeah. yeah. That's that was that I wrote down then. That was my number one scene. Yeah,
0: that was a great really scene. Then we go to Khaleesi. Okay, so this is in Karth now. Rick. Who
1: looks radiant, by the way?
0: Khaleesi's. It looks like life in the city over here. Remember, has done she needed well. the a-
1: I thought she needed a nice moisturizer and all, but she looks.
0: There's uh, a <laughs> Rick. If <laughs> you're fetching. trying to, because uh, now I don't know if there's wikis, but there is um, a Game of Thrones wiki. That has the... No, there,
2: there is Wikipedia. Oh, okay, Wikipedia. okay. Do, uh, do I... I was looking at the cast list. Is there a flashback in the mid, in the offing? There or? is. There, there, you there go. is indeed. Okay.
1: The ever-popular flashback. To a point where, not that I'm the expert, but I kept saying, wait, is it still a dream? Or Right,
2: so
0: essentially, she's on the hunt for her dragons. She's going... To enter this house of the undying, they call it, which is like the the stronghold of the sort this weirdo sorcerer in Carth in this city.
1: He's good. She, that
0: yeah, guy. yeah, he's creepy. The, she gets like trapped in this tower, but she doesn't seem upset. She no, well, she can hear the dragons crying. First, they're
1: walking together, right? And uh, what's his name, Jorah? Uh, and then she's <laughs> going around this circle, and I, I just said. She's going to lose him, and then all of a sudden she's up in there with the flame. And yeah, she's, she's in there. She's yelling at you afraid of a little girl? She's a ballsy little yeah,
0: bitch. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she says... He- <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> And her tits aren't suppressed, which I like about
0: her. She is, she is looking very fetching. She had like a very plunging neckline with the with a tasteful sort of jewelry thing on her around well, her Well, you get everything so. from us. You get fashion and everything.
2: <laughs> Do you think every shirt that a woman wears is a plunging neckline? That's the only <laughs> description. <laughs> well, in, in the show, they are. <laughs> they literally
0: go to like their navels almost in some places. Now, she's bedecked with leather, so that's especially enticing. Yeah. Um, the the
2: uh, Pyat Pri is he the creep?
0: Yes, he's the creepy sorcerer. And from the moment that she gets trapped in this tower, we know there's some weird magic shit going on. Something's he, weird. Did he have
2: a, a Scottish accent? Do, are there any Scottish accents in the show? <laughs> um, mm, that's a good. How about question.
1: the guy that got the sword up the scrotum? Or is that English?
0: There's a lot of doesn't <laughs> North northern, northern, Sound like English to yeah, me. The, there's a, a lot of the northern men are like Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about Scottish. I bet there are in the show and I'm just too... I don't recognize
2: He's a them. Scottish actor, Payet Pri.
0: Payet He looks like a scrotum, come to life. Yeah, and I don't
1: think there's any intentional <laughs> Scottish accent at all.
0: No, no. A
2: sent- sentient scrotum. <laughs> he,
0: he looks like an ambulatory scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> um, But so she enters this weird room with a bunch of doors leading off into different places. And she enters through... She can hear the dragons crying, so she's trying to kind of follow them. Um, but so she enters this weird, almost like a vision realm, or I don't know what's going on. We don't really know. She enters the door, and she's now in the Great Hall of King's Landing, of the Iron Keep with the Iron Throne. And there's so, snow has she's going She's never seen it before. So, now, like, there's obviously some weird stuff going on.
1: The makula thing... <laughs> came between her first entry and
0: then. Yeah, but let's. <laughs> do you want to finish hers real quick? It, it, or? Well, the way I have it in
2: order, <laughs> there, was, there was
0: a break. People, know that. I gotta edit that out. After Khaleesi, <laughs> I'm trying to be modest.
1: After Khaleesi and her men with the scene, then they shoot to they show Arya with the guardian and right. They're, they're, that's where that whole.
0: So hold on, on Khaleesi. Yeah, for don't get all excited folks. about that. Yeah, Rick. Hold on. She's
1: talking with her guardian who gives her, remember, he gives her the coin and says to her, if you want to find me again, you, you need to take this. Because she's here, what can I buy with this? Right. But then he says, take this. And if you need to find me again, you say, Villa.
0: Vala Magulis. Uh, Vala and,
1: and I said, isn't she going to write it down? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> but I did
0: anyway. And then So and then this is show- her assassin, assassin friend or whatever. Right. Now, you might have missed it, but he changes his face. His face shape is that, shifts.
2: Is that meant to be like... You, um,
0: you know tonight's thing? Yeah. I must have been writing you down You were so, writing... Oh, okay, okay.
2: Uh, is that meant like valor and death?
0: Uh, Yeah, so valor magulis. We don't... They don't say it tonight, but that means that... It's translate it for eggplant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I believe it's actually Latin for You want plung- gravy on yours or what? <laughs> it, it means plunging neckline <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, you like that, do you? <laughs> I like wearing plunging neckline,
0: uh, Valar Margulis means all men must die and uh, we come to find out this is like some weird motto of a group of assassins called the Faceless Men who he does name drop and then as he's walking away from her, she says, how will I find you, Jocan, or whatever? And he says, Jocan is dead. And he kind of turns his head and then turns back, and he's a new dude. I
1: was writing notes. Yeah. But I do notice that he has some highlights there. Great yeah, highlights on something. But But
0: it, I think is yeah. So he kind of, his face changes shape. So also another weird, some weird shit's going on. <sighs> a lot of weird magic that we don't really understand. It's
1: intense shit here. All of a sudden, now we see Bran with the big. Uh, what is he, what is his name? Huda,
0: the big. Hodor, yeah. Jeez. Hodor.
1: There, they, we see them uh, banding about, and they're reviewing all the carnage that went on there at the.
0: Right, so we see that Winterfell has been burnt to ashes.
1: And they find Maester.
0: Maester Lewin is dying of a stomach wound. Yeah,
1: he's not looking good at all.
0: And he tells them... Go north. Go north, right? He tells them, go find John Snow at the wall. He'll keep you safe. He'll let you know... He'll let your mother know that you're safe, so...
1: Little does he know that John Stall is...
0: Right, beyond the wall. Oh, yeah, oh, he oh, doesn't realize that.
1: Um, and he's with Lucia, is the girl.
0: Uh, Osha.
1: Oh, is that her? The one with the... She needs a good conditioner. Yeah, yeah. And then Huda.
0: Uh, so they head off... They strike off north to go... But
1: But not until he says... Right. Finish me off, will you? And she takes the knife out.
0: Yeah, he's dying, so he kind of tells Oddly her. Oddly enough,
1: they don't show us that. No. Nah. They, they've shown us every other violent thing that there is, but for some reason they...
0: I guess because he's like a sad, gentle old man. Yeah, yeah. dying. He
1: seems like one of the true genuine... Good guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And genuine, what he says he means, and he's, he's trying to be... We, we go back to Khaleesi. Okay.
0: okay, pick him back up with Khaleesi. Yes.
1: Because then she's roaming around and comes upon Aquaman.
0: Right. So she enters the first, she enters this room. And as we were saying, Rick, it's the Iron Throne room. And as you so astutely observed, she's never seen this room before because she was taken from Westeros as a baby. She was a newborn. So she's never been inside but the yet key. She's got a perfect Yes, Yet picture. now she's seeing it in this strange vision. Now, what's interesting, the, the, the roof of the building is destroyed. The whole room is like, now, did you think it was ashes or snow? Uh, I thought it was snow. That's what I think it's supposed to be snow, yeah. but they don't really make it clear. Because I remember,
1: when she heads outside, it's, it's
0: cold. Yeah, but remember, so she's looking at the Iron Throne, and this is like kind of an affirmation of this is her ultimate goal. She wants to this sit on the Iron head. Throne. This is what her father, where her father sat, and she feels like this is her rightful place. Uh, so anyway, it's covered in snow or ash. We don't really know. She leaves another door and is now at the wall in the north, like where Jon Snow is or exactly. That, and she's obviously never been there either. So there's a lot of weird magic hinky stuff going on. Speaking of because hinky, then the she foreshadowing, won. maybe some yeah, foreshadowing, that's what I was some visions,
1: foreskin.
0: Uh, and then she sees it.
1: <laughs> I, I was thinking, and then she happens upon her former hubby.
0: Right. so she's, Who
1: uses the line that I have to try now. Sometimes. <laughs> he says to her, moon of my life. Wow. The,
0: your moon of my I life. I mean,
1: that's pretty smooth. It sounds a lot smoother. In, moon?
0: You have to learn Dothraki. The though. moon,
1: yeah, he calls her the moon of his life.
0: Well, now, because that's because she called him my sun and stars. And he called her the moon of my life. Man. However, how sweet is I had, that? I
1: got a little moist myself. <laughs> and now, but now what's odd is he's getting all mushy. Remember before he just wanted to slam her like. And Well, now, no, because they were.
0: they were. You, know, they, you think they were yeah. like that? It's actually one of the most uncomfortable parts of the show because he's definitely a rapist. And then they definitely are in love later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. He
0: Yeah. He, but they do get friendly before he dies. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I feel like she should have said, oh, now you're going to get all mushy. <laughs> no, but they were this in love.
0: Who? Yeah. Who? you think they were? Uh, this is this is Khaleesi and uh, Khal Drogo. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. But wasn't
1: it a forced
0: love? No, I mean, no. You might be forgetting something I mean,
1: he was really forcing himself on her. And, but
0: they were like, it loved big time by the end of or that Or was season. she in
1: love with the idea of, wow, with this strong Maybe, basket,
0: yeah. Or was it Stockholm Syndrome? Maybe some of that, too.
1: And I just you, you feel get like, the
0: sense that she's she loved Khal Drogo at the end. Yeah, I what, just what, wish
1: in that scene she would have said, "So now you're going to get all sensitive." Yeah, now?
0: but I think you're thinking of their early relationship. Yeah, because that's important that, that that she did love him
1: from the very first time she said, "I want to go home." I don't. And they, yeah, somebody said to her, "The guy who wound up getting his head chopped off." Well, no, no, no. Here's the plan. You're going to be with him and then we're going to own the army and we're going to get back. Yeah.
0: On. But remember like she, she kind of came into her own as Khaleesi and he supported her. Remember he was like he was fighting that guy for...
1: Yeah. I just thought she, you know, that big dong he has and she got all crazy about him.
0: <laughs> and it might be some Stockholm Syndrome.
1: But finally the dragons.
0: Well the wait, syndrome. and the baby's there. That's important. Remember? Because she was pregnant.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh she was yep, pregnant yep. and she it turns out that she essentially that witch that kills him or tries to resurrect him sacrificed the life of her child, the unborn kid, for him, and then he comes back as that weird like We're cat gonna of time. see them
1: again, I have the feeling.
0: Maybe. I don't know. As
1: powerful as she's gonna get with these little dragons.
0: But I think that scene she kind of realizes like this is just a vision or like a dream, I can't stay here. So she leaves them. And emerges into a room where her dragons are are little baby dragons, but they're locked up in chains. Where, Rick, I said, wait, is this still a – and James remained completely
1: silent.
2: (laughs) The wiki refers to it as an antechamber.
1: An antechamber. Of course. I knew that right away. I think there
0: was a sign on the wall, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) Just <laughs> <laughs> entered the antechamber. With an arrow. seventy five. I think when the, the antechamber and the chamber cancel out ultimately. So.
2: Anti <laughs> with an e, not an i. No,
0: I don't think that's right.
2: Before. <laughs> However,
0: the, the, that freaky ghost. So now the puts the, her in the, chains. Uh, yeah, the uh, respiratory. respiratory scrotum arrives. Uh, and chains her up. Mm, maybe that wasn't
1: exciting. <laughs> Respiratory struggle. <stroke. laughs> <laughs> the mind really wonders there.
0: Uh, and she, as the wiki says here, she calmly utters a single word. Dracadis. Oh, no, my wiki
2: doesn't, the Wikipedia wiki doesn't say that. Oh, shit, you gotta get on the Game it of Thrones. It or wiki. Orders her, well, I was gonna ask, this was gonna be my question, but that one ruined it. This it's one it says she orders her dragons to breathe fire ah, which right is do
1: and they're shot, shooting it like right under her
0: armpits i yes. thought that was pretty so she says dracarys which is like the <clears throat> Valyrian word for fire i guess
2: so she got some depilation with they they removes her armpit hair <laughs> yeah day.
0: it was it was right two birds there, one I stone how- she's kind of in a in a crucified position with her arms chained up to her sides and the dragon starts spewing fire from behind her so she's and she's loving every damn second. This guy's
1: such a supernatural kind of thing. And why I was surprised that he just burned up and that was it.
0: Well, I guess cuz they he he as he's chaining her up, he's talking about how he says when your dragons were born, our magic returned and your dragons magic is most powerful when you're near them. Okay. So he's kind of the dragons are some we there's some weird magical <laughs> around them. We don't understand, obviously, but...
2: From when she walked into the fire to get them or whatever? Exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. some weird magic with them, with, and possibly Greed maybe Greed.
0: with her.
1: At the same time, they're getting more powerful. He's losing his.
0: Right. And they're getting... Well, they're still babies, but they're going to grow slowly. And then she gets her... I don't know. What was next on your... Jon Snow and his guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. After she fires up and burns this... So she she burns the, um, the shaven paint and uh we move be- <laughs> we move beyond the wall now <laughs>
2: and the armpit
1: <laughs> and the armpit because then we go to john snow right right and his captors uh what, what is her name that gal that uh
2: egret egret yeah and
0: um, like the bird who i find very attractive even though she's plunging neck she's not traditionally attractive but well that's a, like to your point where these people come along right and
1: somehow they can be dastardly people but
0: then you grow to like
1: yeah, them yeah. Of, yeah.
0: But, but anyway, his, his...
2: simultaneously around, <laughs> I find myself
0: this is hating a, and hard. <laughs> I think they call it a rage bone, red, red, and, red <laughs> and nude. <laughs> so, so we see the big plan of the night. watch. right? Is, Corin, yeah.
1: He's he's a. He's playing up this whole thing of, oh, you were a traitor, and then they start having a sword battle.
0: Right. So, Corrin and John are two captured Night's Watchmen. Corrin is like this legendary ranger for the Night's Watch. They're tied up and being led towards, quote-unquote, King of the Wildlings, who we haven't met yet. Corrin's plan is that if he can convince these Wildlings that Jon Snow has actually betrayed the Night's Watch, then... John Snow can infiltrate as an inside wildling and and be kind of like an inside agent. Now his plan for him to solidify the fact that John's an actual traitor is he kind of starts freaking out on Jon, screaming, gets free of his bonds, gives that
1: guy an elbow, yeah, in the face.
0: grabs one of their swords and starts attacking John. Now they had a brief discussion about this before, so John, I think realizes what's happening but at the same time he's pretty torn up like doesn't want to have to do this but they're fighting and he's telling them you're you know you, they got
1: to make it look real right
0: they got to make it look real real and it ends with Jon Snow plunging that sucker's sword right through the dude's chest
1: yeah not not in the scrotum this
0: time not in the, not in the scrotum and you made a good point. Probably the first person John's killed, right?
1: It looked to me like it, and I was trying to recall. And yeah. I, of course, he could have killed that egret, and he didn't.
2: Right, right. And they, they were kind on of, screen. On or screen. do we know that he's murdered before? I don't think he's killed I before. Think so. I think you're right. Because, remember how
1: big they played that? Up yes, where he he, the, the whole he
0: got into this mess because he refused to kill egret. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So now it turns out he's got a, the first guy he kills is this like legendary ranger that he didn't even want to wind up like this, but. This is what has to be done, I guess. So Corin kind of sacrifices himself so that John now is in a position to infiltrate the Wildlings. They cut his ropes. Right, Egret. Egret's in shock, and she kind of looks at the other Wildling and says, or one of the other, the the other Bone Face or whatever they call him. She says, "You can tell Mance Raider. That's the King of the Wildlings." She tells. She says, "You can tell Mance Raider. This is the g- this is the crow who killed Corin Halfan." So they're kind of saying, holy shit, Like maybe this guy actually did betray the Night's Watch.
1: Corrin a, was a badass prior to this.
0: Yeah? What's that? Corrin was a badass and Cor- known for Corrin it. was a badass, yeah. What'd you say, Rick?
2: I said she has regrets. Yeah,
0: she's right. egrets with the regrets. <laughs> regrets and pr- uh, suppressed tits. <laughs> <laughs> Then she's one back. of the few without a plunging neckline in this episode. She's, I'll she's say. up to it's they're, wearing, they're wearing she's, like She's wearing a mock turtle neck. Yeah, yeah. She's visibility zero. <laughs> they're in like furs and seal blubber and shit. Furs. Uh, Let's talk
1: about the furs later. <laughs> <laughs> Khaleesi, we're back to her. Remember what's her first son? Yeah. They, they <laughs> now they go back to Khaleesi in what's the name of the Cor- Corinth or Carth? And that guy's got that little tricky yeah. thing to open up.
0: Yeah. So, Khaleesi's back on top, baby. She's got the three dragons in her arms, and she's got her Dothraki guards and everything. And
1: her skin is moist.
0: They go to find... Yeah, she's very moisturized. They go to find the big dude, Zaro on Doxos, who had tried to get her to marry him. This guy who's supposed to be immeasurably wealthy. And but who, you, you
1: kind of know he's not all that. Right, you know?
0: right. And they, what I thought was interesting is before, when her dragons went missing, she thought that her other handmaiden was killed or taken hostage. She's the one that's sleeping with the guy. Ah, oh, yeah. And what so was the
1: significance the guy, reaching over and sort of. Ripping he that. steals the key. Oh, okay. That's right. It so
0: this guy's supposed to have this big, huge safe room
1: with tons of money, with
0: all this gold and everything. Khaleesi opens it and it's empty. Completely, Completely empty. empty. So she, as, right, her queenly order, Khaleesi order is she puts the two betrayers.
1: There's no stopping her now. No, she, she's, she's got she's the wealth, back, she's, baby. Yeah, she's got
0: the. And she locks them in this safe and throws away the key. Well, as the girl's begging, please, right? Don't. Yeah, we see hard ass Khaleesi there. So there, like, there's kind of a couple different. Like, she's more loving sometimes, but then you see times where she's kind of a badass. And this is one of the times he she's
1: still badass. wants parts of her the, the, his Jorah, yeah. yeah yeah
0: and every time <laughs> every time she does one of these like badass moves he looks at her like oh yeah this girl's the real deal yeah
1: I think I think um and yet he's older than her but way older yeah
0: <laughs> uh it's, and then is, they find rising. <laughs> <laughs> it's an optical illusion it's the plaid <laughs> <laughs> it's the texture now um, we cut
1: back to the dough boy and I call him the dough boy but you know, that friendly little chubby right, kid same. that's the night's watch.
0: So this is the final scene What of are this they digging season. for
1: when they get them little...
0: They're getting dung patties to burn. God, Because okay. he says, nobody, the one kid says, nobody should live where you have to burn shit to stay warm. Yeah. But they're way up north
2: beyond the wall. That's what we had to do in Ireland. Right, right. Right. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's right. right, the dung pile. <laughs> See, for go. the record, we know that it wasn't tough. Six degrees of <laughs> separation.
0: Hope. No, we don't know that. <laughs> Nor do we want to do that. So now the uh, Night's Watch have a system where they have a horn that blows one or two times. One time means returning ranger, so Night's Watch are coming back. Two times means wildlings are coming to attack, so get ready to fight. Three Almost out of, of a myth... By land, by sea? Yes. Almost out of a myth, like they never have used this before, but they say three blasts of the horn means... These mythical White Walkers. So there's a blast of the horn. They say, oh, John must be back. There's a second blast. And they go, oh shit, it must be wildlings. They draw their swords. And then there's kind of silence for a second. And then you hear a third blast. And so that these like, White
1: Walkers, I'm to assume, are far more
0: lethal than right. even the wild. They're almost like creatures out of legend and myth.
2: And People a, they're like the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, the yeah. White surprises. There's
0: a bloody army. The <laughs> Wizards. Alpha, Speaking and, of dragons.
2: <laughs> Mr. Dragon.
1: <laughs> Yet another army. I mean, this is like the NHL playoffs. Every yeah, time I turn so, around, there's another.
0: So two of the Night's Watch tell Sam, run. Drop everything and run. They take off sprinting away. And we see these sort of blizzard-like winds coming in. There's all this snow and cloud cover, and then slowly, it's pretty cool the way they do it. From this foggy, icy blizzard, you see these shambling creatures come strolling out.
1: Yeah, what was that? That came up right close. Yeah, to that. That's so that's
0: a White Walker. Yeah. This weird ice demon with blue eyes. Are they
2: plunging be- neckline?
0: Yeah, plunging, yeah. very plunging Are neckline. They- <laughs>
1: trying to become the
0: leaders and yeah well they're they're kind of like the ultimate big bad they're the
1: like,
0: wild card. Yeah, it's almost like a force of nature and and we see them the one on the horseback who seems to be one of the leaders or something is kind of telling them to like charge or whatever and then
1: we see them heading in that direction and towards
0: just, where the night's watch are.
1: from behind and then we fade to black
0: and then we fade to black
1: so that doesn't mean the next one will pick up from there
0: yeah we don't know and this this was the final episode of season two so we have wrapped up season two i guess let's start with the favorite scene from tonight i think yeah. you mentioned it
1: i why well, I, I when i wrote that i was thinking wow i don't know because there were some really good scenes but i still think it was when Tyrion Tyrion. was with his whore and she was saying let's get out of here and that was a good scene because he did show a little more of his soft side yeah he also took the bandage off and said, take a look at me.
0: As far as for character building, that was my favorite, but I did like the Drakara scene where she where she frees. She orders the dragons to breathe fire. First time we see them breathe fire in the show, right?
1: Now when they're when they're showing the one, the one and they show the ashes and all, is that just to show us
0: I think it was showing that when the sorcerer died Okay. All of his magic like fell apart. They are. They so it's not the horse shitting.
2: I'm a little disappointed. No,
0: that, no, was, that was a pretty that good was up one, air. too. That's
2: no. <laughs> certainly right. It was a
0: ranked. big, meaty, like, uh, really like. Hey. It, yeah, you could really <laughs> steamy, put your head in that thing. Steaming pile of dung. <laughs> what was uncomfortable was the close up of the throbbing brown star of the horse. <laughs> <laughs> And you kind of see now. Yeah, <laughs> Looking that... in your big brown. Uh... <laughs> we do get. We get very much in
1: depth with these things.
0: The pulsing red vulva of the Oh So what? Is, what are your thoughts overall on the season, Daddy? Are we, Are we getting closer to comprehension? Are we following? I guess the biggest problem is
1: remembering all these bloody names.
0: Well, it doesn't help that it's been a month, too, since we watched.
1: Uh, But um, I can see where it starts to grab you into the... uh, But I don't know. I guess most people were into it right from the get-go.
0: I think after season one. I think Ned getting killed is what really got people's attention. How
1: many have there been?
0: Seven or eight? This season will be eight.
1: I'm thinking Arya is going to really move up. Yeah. Yeah would love to know and jump ahead to eight and see where she's at. But then again, you got
0: to. No, no spoilers.
1: No, I'm having a hard enough time with it. <laughs> I mean, it's starting to grab my attention if I could just remember. If it wasn't such a chore to remember all these people.
0: That's a common thing that I hear for people like never know the characters' names. And I always think it's much harder when you're watching it because you never, you never see the name written down. Once like, in a while they the might book, say, you know, another character
1: might say it. And I go, I write that yeah. down real quick.
0: But even then, you don't see it ever. Like, when you read the book, obviously, every time a character's in there, you're reading the name, so it helps you remember who's who.
1: And boy, they have divvied up camera time, you know, on-air time, pretty evenly with all these
0: people. Yeah, yeah. They juggle. It's not like you see so many of this one or that one. Right. They do a pretty good job of juggling sort of the big cast and everything.
1: I I, I was wondering what, um, I know, Rick, you mentioned about fake accents.
2: Where, where Were you at the Irish pub? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a few notes myself, um, if we could discuss yes, before. I wanted hear.
1: you guys yeah. to tell me about Zuckerberg, too,
2: because I'm interested. Egret <laughs> in y- was, was also a Scottish actress, and she didn't have a brogue, a Scottish brogue. No?
1: No, I don't recall her.
2: Well, I think the Scots sh- are some of the best, at like when you think of Ewan McGregor, at at aping other accents. You know.
1: I think she's as middle of the road as she could be, if I recall, right? I mean I don't remember uh,
2: she might have an she might have a Scottish accent. Scottish actors Sean Connery because he's terrible at it, <laughs> but uh the rest of them seem to be he, Alan Cumming, you know? You familiar with yeah,
1: him? Yeah, he is he's deceased now, right? Is he
2: deceased? No, 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 no. He uh
0: Alan Cumming yeah. or Alan Goen? <laughs> I can
2: I can't tell which one. <laughs> <fun. laughs> Uh, he was. Let's see. Uh, he was Boris the coder in GoldenEye the Bond movie with Pierce Brosnan. Brown he played eye? a Russian guy. Brown Eye, did you say? Golden. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was. Oh gosh, what a, he's been in a ton of stuff. He's like a Shakespearean actor. Um, but he is. Oh, he did a cabaret on Broadway. Oh, I think he's uh, on that
1: show that just started on Monday night. Like where he's... I think you're right. Yeah, where he's... Uh...
2: He's on The Good Wife. He was on that. Okay, I yep. Was.
0: I will say that... Ygr- Incredible.
2: Like, you would never know that he's a Scot, but when he speaks in his natural accent, he's almost... You almost can't understand him.
0: Yeah, so I don't... And and there's different Scottish lilts actually, right? hmm Like her... There's
2: Highland and Lowland and... I will yeah.
0: say that her... Egret's accent is definitely different from Jon Snow's. I don't know if she's doing... Like if that's her natural accent, or if
2: she's putting something on for the show. It, but they're just incredible. Scottish. I think at, at 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 masking their own, like they're incredible at picking up other other English derivative accents. Maybe because the their Scots own are.
0: accent is so unintelligible
2: that they have to learn how to speak. Yeah. Right, so how old would an you anime. would
0: you speculate, Rick, that
2: Alan
1: Cumming would be?
2: Alan Cumming is fifty three. Right you seen that to you, he seems like he should be older because yeah. he's been around so long. Uh, but Ewan McGregor is another one who's well, he did. Uh, Ewan
0: McGregor is like a national treasure,
2: yeah, truly. Uh, but like his, you know,
0: you his oh, Wren, yeah, yeah. He,
2: turn those. as Obi Wan Kenobi was like a spot on, um, Alec Guinness without sounding like he was impersonating Alec Guinness, which is pretty incredible. And he's Scottish, which. Alec and Guinness like was the, British, or? Alec Guinness was British. He was the original Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, I the, guess in this discussion, I should say English. English, right. Yeah, he was English. These aren't the druids you're looking for. That that. Um, and he did the, the Angels and Demons, the Dan Brown book. He was the Scottish priest. Or excuse me, he was the Irish priest. So he did an Irish brogue in that. It was incredible. In Moulin Rouge, he did an American accent, which was spot on. They're all, uh, Scottish actors have the best, uh, American actors I think are probably the worst. um, But do you think, do you think,
0: um, you just think that because you can recognize American more easily?
2: No, I think when American actors try to pull off another accent, even when it's within the United States, think about um, De Niro and Men of Honor and... uh, any any American acta- actor that isn't from Boston trying to do a Boston accent sounds <laughs> awful. Like like uh uh DiCaprio in the Departed was there was a terrible Boston accent.
0: Oh my god, yeah. are you kidding me? That was the best. <laughs> that was
1: wicked hat.
2: <laughs> you wanna chop me up and feed me to the poi?
1: Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> what you mean. And it comes and goes. They they're not
2: mm-hmm.
1: It's gotta be difficult. Not committed what to
2: about it. Australians? And, um Aussies, um Aussie's, I don't know, Isla Fisher. She does a pretty good American accent. I would have never known that she was Australian until I found that out afterwards from Wedding Crashers, you know? Isn't it Isla? Isla, whatever the hell it is, yeah. Now,
1: how about uh, Tom Cruise's old wife? The big, tall Nicole Cruz. Uh, Kidman? Kid.
2: Yeah, she does good. a really good American accent. Uh,
0: really. Having just rewatched Thor, the third Thor, which I enjoyed even more the second time through.
2: Incredible. Yeah, Incredible amazing film. movie.
0: But I noticed that Hemsworth on the some scenes that are pure comedy like it almost seems like they were improvising you can hear his australian accent like clear as day you're right there's one scene in particular where he tries to get hulk to join him on this mission and hulk tells him no and he gets all pissed off and he's like making jokes as he's leaving the room and it's just full-on like australian accent no attempt to like do his (laughs) but it's just it's a great scene so it's funny but you can hear it clear love, as day.
2: One way to tell, like, if if somebody else that isn't an Aussie is uh, it's like the litmus test for the Australian accent is the word no. Nar. Because Don't they nar. like chew on the end? No. Nar. No.
0: It,
2: but it's like an A, a U, yeah. an E, a G, H, like. There's like another nar.
0: syllable at the end.
2: Yeah.
0: hey <laughs> <Nar.
2: laughs> Ay. <nar. laughs>
1: And is it is it the areas of Scotland like McGregor's from Perth?
2: Yeah, because there's the Highlands and the Lowlands, and Edinburgh is close to England. There's, there's a Perth Scotland? Perth, Scotland.
1: Perth, yeah. Scotland. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. It says Perth,
0: Perthshire, Scotland. Perthshire. Perthshire,
2: Perthshire, Perthshire.
0: So I wonder. I guess that's where Perth, Australia, got their name.
2: You wouldn't be mistaken. Wow.
0: All of um, I, I'm pretty good at uh, you know. Necklines and these uh, missing connections, you know. That's right. Necklines and geography. That's <laughs> what like you're here for. <laughs>
1: Any interest in the upcoming Rampage?
0: Is that the Rock movie? Yeah, I remember playing the game, Rick. You probably remember that Rampage. Rampage. You were like, you could, you would pick a monster, and you had to destroy the buildings. You would recommend. Yeah,
2: that. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: They made that a movie, in case you were wondering. It's almost
2: like Excellent. a big
1: gorilla that's like a, an albino gorilla. Yeah. Realm,
2: you know? the, oh, the other thing I wanted to point out in the opening paragraph of the wiki, a description, and it even is a spoiler without a spoiler alert. The episode, here it is. The episode's title is a code phrase spoken by Chakan Hagar to Arya Stark during the episode, but its meaning is not explained until the third season episode, Walk of Punishment, All Men Must Die. And then, consistent with the pedantry... Of Wikipedia. <laughs> Some nerd had to come in and add this sentence with a citation. This is consistent with the meaning given in the books upon which the series is based.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the um, the thing that you were, I was trying to have earmuffs on when you said about the third season. Something else is going to be revealed that we already saw in this episode tonight?
0: No, no. It was just the meaning of La- okay. Vara Magulis. we surprise. hear that. We hear that. That'll be spoken very often in the upcoming seasons.
2: Oh, and my other question am am I am I not remembering correctly? The previous season, the the penultimate episode is where a lot of the action happened, where where Ned bought the farm. Yes, right? correct. And that did, did this season follow that? Yes, as well. It yes, did. so so that's the Sopranos um arc. Is it? Mm-hmm. All the all the action always happened in the penultimate episode, and then the 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 finale was usually kind of sterile. And what is their
0: thinking
1: behind that?
2: Did you ever, I don't know that there yeah, is I one. I one. think it's well, it follows
0: because if you look at the arc of a season, and it doesn't match up exactly, but the arc of a book, like if say season two, and it basically did cover book two, you have a rising action, rising action. Up to a climax, and then a denouement or falling action at the end. So the episode ten usually episode acts as like the falling action or wrapping everything up. Or the denouement.
2: The denouement. So the so the, the director of this episode was Alan Taylor. He, well, I, I think I know where you were going. He, he directed the second Thor. Right, right.
0: right. Speaking. Uh, of- but
2: he he's also a Sopranos veteran. Really. Of the entire series, he del- he directed some of the more famous episodes, including one of the. Those penultimate episodes where a lot of the actions happen. Oh, he, 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 he in, in fact, the penultimate episode of the only one he directed that was the second to last episode of a season was the second to last episode of the series entirely. You remember that, Uncle Den? Um, uh, Bobby Bacala gets it. Uh, who's in the train store? Is that
1: Sharippa? Is that Shari- That's Sharippa? Yeah, okay, yep, yep. And
2: then, uh, and Silvio, um, the guy in Springsteen's band, uh, Stephen Van Zandt, yeah, he yeah. gets it too. It's like a bunch of them get it, and that's where all the action happens. And then the series finale was kind of uh, like like the denouement. Yeah, really?
1: it certainly was, where you're left scratching your head and going, is right. that it?
2: And and not a lot of action, really. Right. Uh,
1: it left me wondering whether he was drinking or drinking, thinking of this stuff, you know, Daydream, I'm like wait, are they really in the diner or is he just thinking of that? Did they ever say what it was,
0: what happened? I don't think so.
2: Uh it it's been it's never been explicitly stated, but it was hinted spoiler alert, it was very strongly suggested by um the head writer and his name's escaping me now, Chase, David Chase. Yeah. Uh that he was he was croaked. He was offed. He was that killed. Was David because Chase a, was
1: married to one of the original... Um,
0: once again, life-imitating art. Uh-huh. I or think he was
1: married to Cheryl lat David Chase. Yes.
2: Oh, and so he's, he so he directed a lot of... He directed two episodes in the first season and four in the second, and then one in the seventh, Alan Taylor. And he, I also, guess he got big-time
0: Hollywood director. He was, was also
1: born in 65, like Alan Cummings.
2: Oh, how about that?
1: But, yeah, David uh, Chase married to Cheryl Latt, right? I know what
2: that one because I, I don't know that. For
1: some reason, I seem to remember that, yeah.
0: Because she was one So of their it's not,
2: one. I mean, there seem to be a decent amount of Sopranos veterans on the show.
0: HBO in general seems to be very... Um, Ancestral? Yeah. Blue Bloods. A lot of actors, too. Not in Game of Thrones, but it seems like a lot of actors in other shows from HBO, you see them at- bounce around.
2: And Sopranos pulled heavily from the actor pool of Law & Order. You see a lot of actors on The Sopranos that were in Law & or- Order, which is interesting. But, and that you know, that's probably because they filmed in New York and there's a lot of actors in New York. that.
3: Michael Preet's cousin.
2: Like you and I were talking about Uncle Den, yeah. like pe- character actors that had a name for themselves and just followed different directors around. Or, you know, you know yeah. back in
1: the day when I was trying to make it, I thought, boy, if you could get in, because then you see these people playing some kind of a – schlep on all of those shows that were out whether it was Manix and you know all them and it felt like if you got in then you were in and then I wonder now if it's harder or more difficult because even though there are more venues with cable tv there's probably many more people trying to get in I would bet yeah what, I'm sure what was the highest profile thing you went out for I just you know, when I got out to LA I couldn't get anywhere because they kept saying, Well, you don't have any T V credits and of course that's the old thing where you're going, Yeah, but chicken that's, and the egg. Yeah, that's why I'm here, you know. Right. And
0: um I think it's all who you know out there, right?
2: But you didn't get you didn't get any readings for
1: I had a uh, second I had a call back for a game show, believe it or not. And it was like it was a game show that when you went shopping and got your food order you got coupons that were equal to what you spent, say $200. And then they had these uh, these model types that would stand there at the board, like when people – you would call in and bid on something with your fake money, you know. And they called me back, and I thought, this is it. This is how Johnny Carson started Got <laughs> this game show, and I was so hyped up. And when I went back, where we – the first reading we did on, on camera and all, and then they called – only probably a tenth of the people back. And when we, when we went back, they were in a trailer and it was like the ladies here, do you know where that production company is? I go, what do you mean she's here? Because we're trying to find them too. They owe us a ton of money and I knew, oh, yeah, this is not a good thing. But that was the closest I came to anything and I thought, wow, if I could just get a call back. But that was the big problem. You had to, they wanted to know. And of course, your your resume is so trumped up. Every little tiny community theater, you build up into a big, you know, dinner theater in Philly and try to, but it's all about how much TV have you done? And I see these guys on there now that don't even, well, back then they made you speak correctly and everything in your INGs. And you see these guys now, they don't, I mean, Bill, well, Bill t- I Russell mean, TV and Bill, theater
2: are completely, uh, Bill, completely different because
1: uh, Bill Russell, his heart, one of his big yeah. sayings was, well, now they're going to make a run, then they're going to make a run, then they're going to make a run. <laughs> And, you know, they they just forbade us to do that. You got to talk and say everything out. And even when I went to these commercial workshops, they were big on that.
2: Well, a lot of it depends on the cinematographer and the director, too, because a lot of TV is shot, like especially single camera, like multi-camera sitcoms is probably where it doesn't happen because it's all multiple cameras filming people talking to each other in a room. But single camera, which is a lot of what the prestige TV shoots in, where it's like one. One camera pointed at one actor, and then like
1: what, like an example of a show, Andrew? I mean, Rick, with,
2: oh, I mean, with it, that it, one camera it, idea. Well, The Sopranos was, I'm sure, this one is too. Um, where, uh, I mean, Magnum was one, and Rockford, Rockford did it too. In no, other words, everybody had,
1: was in a scene that, that was being shot by one camera.
2: Well, the way they would, so like, if you think about. Uh, Seinfeld or Friends, right, those are multi-camera setups where it's like a proscenium stage with no fourth wall. Like, you never see the fourth wall. The cameras are always pointed from that direction. Okay. And and the actors are speaking to each other and having a dialogue in real time as they're being filmed. But there's multiple cameras looking at them, so the cinematographer, the director, can change angles during the conversation, and they're still they're in sync. Kind of like what James does with our microphones after...
0: I try to uh, do anyway,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then a, a single camera show, like if
0: it's like if, a shot like a movie, like cinematic.
2: Well, yeah, and, and, and the the filming and the acting is different because, like, if you're filming a person, if you're talking to me and we're we're having like a dialogue face to face, they'll film you, and you'll read your line to me, and then they'll cut and then they'll move the camera around to me and then I'll read my line and you'll see you'll you'll see it in in a lot of shows and arrest of development didn't have very good editing in this mind in, in this sense when you come back to it where the person who's back is to the camera they'll start speaking and if you look at the way their heads moving they'll you in the final cut you'll see you'll hear audio playing and it won't match the way they're I into. see, yeah. And that's because so so the way that it's it's all cut into pieces. So it's like you read your line, then we'll cut, we'll move the camera. And so the the to, to, as an actor to read that kind of dialogue and actually be in the scene and make it work is pretty difficult. Yeah. So well, isn't it? Different wouldn't
0: it they do more like they'll do one take with the camera pointed on character A, right. run through that take, then they'll do another take with the camera pointed.
2: No. you're you're right you're right but i see what you're saying because they cut it they cut it gets spliced together right exactly yeah yeah right so so it's not really natural like what they have to cut it to where like it it sounds like a natural conversation and so there's a lot of takes involved right like we look at it as one
0: solid conversation but it's multiple conversations spliced all together
2: and right and if you watch in shows like this if the editing's not good they'll do that they'll play audio over the they'll they'll play audio from the shot where the camera's facing the actor but they'll they'll linger a little bit on the shot where the actor isn't facing the oh, camera the and their guy. words don't match
0: sometimes in uh, movies you'll see like they call it ADR where they where they record literally like they'll re-record lines or change lines in post-production and you'll be able to catch where the actor's mouth is like moving a certain way and right. the line is completely different <laughs> right that's pretty common even in like big time hollywood movies you could see that happen
1: like godzilla <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so what what other notes did you have there Rick?
2: that was all that was all uh, the, the 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 fact that oh, they we followed that about your pretty... br- the brogue at the uh yeah no we can go into that now was... you yeah, well, you remember this uncle then you were at the yes, bar with yes. us the one time the guy did it and it was like infuriating yeah. they and they continue to hire people like I see new people in there. It's an Irish pub for our listeners. That's a great place, but you'll is it
0: a real Irish pub or is it like an applebee's
2: no it's it's not yeah no it's a one off not and and like a lot of the 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 boards on the wall and the, like the wrought iron uh railings and stuff inside were flown over from Ireland as they as, and the, the the owner's an Irishman, and he's always there. To... But I think, I think to kind of capture rubes, they either hire Irish people that have, that have lived here for a long time and have a very, very watered down accent, or they hire people and tell them, or the waiters and waitresses do this on their own volition. They just completely ape a terrible Irish <laughs> accent that like <laughs> have you goes in them? and out and, huh? Have you asked them about it? No, um... You, but you'll if you're sitting in there, you'll hear other people say, are you from Ireland? And then they like kind of equivocate and walk away. <laughs> so, Cause I because Uncle Dan too- told him – he was like – the guy said something to him and then he walked away. <laughs> and Uncle Dan yells, stop acting weird, will you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: in an Irish brogue, I said it <laughs> That's a great
2: place, though.
0: I would think it, it I would is. think an Irish owner, uh, an actual Irish owner, would be like
2: infuriated. Yeah, don't by do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> be like yeah. stop Well, me, maybe he idiot. doesn't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah,
2: it's weird to me. Cause shit, the, the girl I got a beer when I got off the train. It's right at the train stop, right outside my. Well, uh,
0: my, you shouldn't be going to the bar at Applebee's anymore. That's your first. <laughs>
2: <spot>. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Twin Peaks next to it, which is a riot. What is that? It's evidently that like the hooters? second large. It's like a Hooters, yeah. Nice.
1: Is Twin Peaks the one with the kilts and all that?
2: That's lots of... Tilted kilts. Lots of plunge. That's the tilted tilt. Twin Peaks is they're wearing like flannel and uh, it's like a mountain man kind of. Okay. Flannel, plunging neckline flannel, I guess, (laughs) with midriffs exposed. Oh, I do have one other note from the show. There's a guy named Dagmer Clefjaw. Is there? Yeah. According to the cast list, I, but that made me think of Dagwood Bumstead. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's the guy that knocks out Theon, the other uh, Iron Islander.
1: Now, what is it? What's it? What's the
2: last name? What's uh, the last cleft, name? Cleft, Dag- like cleft jaw. Like he has a cleft jaw. Dagmer Clefjaw.
1: Dagmer. Oh, not Dagwood. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, it reminded me of Dagwood Bumstead from Blondie. Cleft <laughs>
1: How do you? But I'm trying to see a picture of Dagmer to see Yeah, a- it's the guy that knocks out
0: Theon with the club and says Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
2: What do you think would what do you think would, would uh possess somebody to affect an accident? I guess it's just to like take in rubes who probably wouldn't know the difference, right?
0: Well, I can't like- imagine any situation where a a waiter who's getting paid three dollars an hour plus tips takes it upon themselves to Effect of fake accent. No, no, but would you think mean. you'd get a
2: bigger tip, like if you were able to endear yourselves to no. the customers? No, I don't think you really? could get
0: any tip. Any tip would would cover the debasement that would come with having to put on a fake accent for ten hours. Meaning, a day. no disrespect <laughs> to anybody in the
1: service industry out there.
0: No, no, I'm saying the op. Yeah, I'm I'm.
2: No, you're saying they're too—they have too much pride. Yeah, I'm,
0: and, and well, no, I'm defending. I'm saying like I sure as shit wouldn't expect them to put on it. Yeah,
2: right. You're, like you have too much pride to do something. Yeah, like that. yeah. What would be the, the, the reason? I, I would think you're doing it because you think you could take in the rubes that would be enamored with the way you sound. And oh, i <laughs> well, You I'm need, to, you need to get to
0: the bottom of this because this is strange.
2: <laughs> I think it's, bringing it's, a I real it's Irish more person.
0: Likely that the owner told. If they're doing it, I
2: think it's more likely that the owner told them to do it.
0: I just can't. But imagine. But that goes at
2: odds with what you said about uh, the uh, the owner being an Irishman. Yeah, guy. yeah,
0: and I still think that's more likely than the waiters taking it upon themselves. I just, I don't know. Everyone on the and it's not tongue industry,
1: in cheek. It's not tongue in cheek that they're doing.
0: this. Like making it kind of funny, like cutesy. Yeah. It seems, as far as I can tell, Ricky so said, yeah. "What
2: do they say? Like,
0: oh, top of the morning to you, clickety clack." Sit
2: your no, they here. they come in kind of subtly, where it's like, I? and that's what I said. Like, there's the other possibility that it's they're just Irish people that have lived in the states long enough that their where their accent's been watered down. Like, more like, how are you doing? Can I get you? can I get you something? <laughs> but then, but then, but then you'll be like a beer, and they'll be like, oh, a beer. Oh, oh sure, sure. <laughs> like, what they're, makes they're like you suspect it. that it's fake? 'Cause they slip in and out of it and it doesn't sound convincing. It doesn't sound authentic. <laughs> this is it weird. It sounds very
0: forced. Like DiCaprio. It very, very like forced.
2: DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, right. This is
0: weird. Well how could we how
2: could you figure it out without if you don't want to ask them? I think you have to have an Irish... Or I could I could do one myself to them and see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have
1: to, you have to do. lowering yourself. Bring
2: to a... Uh, oh, I would, I'm happy to lower. I've lowered the lower depths than that. We, But we could... Record it. Because, put your phone in your pocket and record it <laughs> for the podcast. Because then you could see if they were like, you're full of shit, that's not an accent. But I think if they went along with how I sounded... Well, what if they say, like, where are you from?
0: Just oh yeah, well, that I, I mean, we have enough you know of a well. knowledge.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm from Chief Claw. <laughs> if they think I'm saying that correctly after all the times we got corrected, I think.
1: Alright, next time you go in there, you're going to be wired.
2: <laughs> yeah, you gotta wire up. <laughs> well, even even like, the different types, parts of Ireland had different accents. Like, the, the the Dublin people all did the thing where they dropped the H with the T's, like turd. Te, or turty. <laughs> turty. Uh, and then, and then I I thought the people in Donegal had cleaner accents, and I think it's because they're closer to the part that's British, you know.
0: That they, they did, uh, and in fact, remember they got they were we were listening to the radio driving to Galway, and they had a contest, uh, or they were announcing the, the results of a contest. Uh, yeah, like the yeah. sexiest Irish accent, and Donegal won by, and really? it was like it was like uh they all agreed. All the hosts yeah. were like, oh, yeah, that, that we knew that was going to happen. Now, how about
1: Georgie e. Sproul? I, I, yeah, he has a yeah. sexy
0: accent for yeah.
2: sure. I thought his was very clean, though, like very easy to understand. And there wasn't any weird uh. I think that might be
0: why they like it,
2: because it sounds
0: different from the other Irish accents.
2: Yeah, yeah. Remember, he said, well, she's pick gotta... me up for sex. Collecting me for sex. <laughs> Collecting me Collecting for sex. Collecting me. Uh, when you go down to the part – the part of Ireland that's the farthest from any British influence is the southwest, and that's where it's like you can't understand them. Kark. Uh, Kark. Kark. Oh,
1: no, wow. You can't. When you
2: see videos of those people talking, it's like a they're not speaking English it almost in the south.
1: Now, how about – one of the things I jotted down was this Otani. Rick, have you seen I mean, this, this kid yeah. from Japan? I, yeah. Uh, how old is he, 20 or –
2: He's 23, I think.
1: God. Now, I can't imagine he speaks one lick of English.
2: Is this the baseball player? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, he's like done things that nobody's done yeah. since St. Bruce. They A said in things. batting
1: practice, this kid hits like these 450-foot moonshots.
0: I saw the video of his first home run. Yeah. Where they do that thing where they don't celebrate. Yeah, right? nobody pays like, attention. Yeah. Though, but then yeah. they, like, do something and then they all jump. Yeah. Low, yeah. Like. He was grabbed. Yeah, a them.
2: lot of times they, yeah, they go back into the clubhouse or, or they'll just all turn their backs so over yeah. back, The The yeah. The
0: article where I, this might have been on Deadspin, actually, Rick, but the article that I was reading that showed that video, they said on Japanese television, they had to explain the. They're custom. Oh, they'd, be, because, they'd be insulted. Yeah, yeah. People were like, would watch. <laughs> you have a <would> disorder, me.
2: Sapuku. <laughs> <laughs> he does not speak English.
1: He hit home runs three years in Well, uh, yeah, three games in a row. First of all, they were not going to keep him up because he had a dreadful summer. Oh, really? And then he comes and hits three games. I think three games in a row. He hit a couple of moonshots. And then he also.
2: 300 miles an hour
0: yeah why did why why did baseball get huge in japan how weird is that uh
2: i think it has something to do with the The post-war occupation of japan yeah well not just the gis but the fact that like they were occupied by americans for a long time after the war and uh so it goes back that far Probably. I I think. um, Just another gift
0: we gave them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dry cleaning. (laughs) Dry cleaning and now that. I didn't think it was that big. I mean, it's big. It seems to be. It's huge over there. Yeah, and it seems to be when the major leagues here in the States started realizing we got to start tapping into this along with the um, Along with the, like, Dominican.
0: Yeah, Latino.
1: And then as soon as it became where we got to go over and scout and grab these guys and everybody started, they turned out to be really good. Then then they said, hey, this is one area where we have to. Then, of course, when it gets over here and gets just saturated with exposure with TV, it just became. But I didn't realize it went that far back.
2: Oh, it's further than that. It doesn't have to do with the spoils of war, according to Wikipedia. The first professional baseball team in Japan was founded by media mogul Matsutaro Shiriki in late 1934. Damn. Wow. After they matched up with a team of visiting American All-Stars that included Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, Lou Gehrig, and Charlie Geringer. The team spent the 35 season barnstorming the U.S., winning 93 of 102 games against semi-pro and Pacific Coast League teams. According to historian Joseph Rees, the only minor drawbacks to the team's popularity in the States were their kanji characters and their cumbersome Japanese names. Oh, Jesus.
1: Man. Pat Morita.
2: They rectify both by naming themselves the Toki Kyojin, which means Tokyo Giants, and adopting a uniform identical to the New York Giants. So pre-war, that was pre-World War II. So
0: one team visiting?
2: Charlie Spawned Manuel, whole- I think. He was over there for a while, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, he, was, he was the home run. Yeah, kid. they called him like the Red Devil, I think, or yeah, something. Yeah, some kind of a nickname because fight. he hit all these home runs. And well, stuff. and he would he would get he would like charge the mound all the time.
1: Uh, ah, interesting.
2: From his virulent racism. <laughs> That's
1: interesting, Charlie uh, Manuel uh, information there, Rick.
2: Yeah, uh, and Charlie was fifty-eight back
0: in the thirties. <laughs>
2: Charlie's an animated corpse.
0: <laughs> He's 163 now.
2: <laughs> so at one
0: team visiting started the whole movement in Japan? Well, I'm sure uh, it
1: exploded when we started realizing there's money to be made in bringing these guys over here.
2: Well, that was not until recently. Yeah, right? yeah they, but I mean that was big there.
1: I mean, I think that's, you know, oh, you're saying why is it ju- why has it just has it always been big?
2: Like since I mean, it's been around yeah. since the 30s. Oh well, so. then why
1: didn't we start recruiting guys
3: earlier?
0: I wonder.
2: <laughs> Probably because of racism. <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: Because they're they, you know they're they're great players. But that's what I was saying. Like, why did it? Why did it take off? It's an American sport,
2: right? Or is it? Is it American? Yeah, no. It, yep Hoboken, yep. New Jersey. Really? Well, it's a derivative of cricket, you know, like. It's similar to cricket, which is an English and Indian sport.
0: Pinewood Lane. It started on.
2: It's cricket.
0: We had this discussion at work the other day. Is no, it started at Elysian. The first Indian. game
2: was Abner. Abner Double Day yep. in Elysian Fields in Hoboken, which is just north of Stevens Institute of Technology.
1: Okay, then why is Cooperstown? Why, you know, I wonder where why they decided on that for the Hall of Fame. That
2: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, this is a. Charlie Manuel was widely popular for his tenacious style of play and power hitting abilities, and he was dubbed the Red Devil by fans and teammates.
0: That's about Charlie Manuel? Wow.
2: Yeah. He was like a wild man. Everybody's he he was grandfather
0: like... was a wild
1: man <laughs> charging the mound.
0: Can you picture Charlie Manuel living in Japan? <laughs> he lived in Mount Ephraim. Really? Yeah. You should get a, a shot in now.
1: Japan. <laughs> when you're on the way to the high speed line there and you see that old Matt fashioned. Koji uh barber shop with the with the thing out the old thing that spins around he used to always get his hair cut there and they did his show from there for a couple of shows really? they showed him in the chair yeah it's right there right near the high speed line on king's highway yeah oh. yeah and um i don't know whether he still lives i would bet he still lives
0: in mount ephraim i just picture charlie manuel speaking like perfect japanese yeah, like without a flaw. And then and then going back to that like <laughs> whatever American he speaks. Hitterish. They're getting hitterish. <laughs>
1: I remember when he said to... Yeah, when he said
0: to... Hills yeah. have eyes for... Howard.
2: I was <laughs>
1: come on up to my office. He was going to twist... Uh, Howard Eskin into a little pretzel,
2: right? Yeah, he wanted to wrestle (laughs) Howard. Why why
1: don't you come to my office? And you, Douglas, I remember at the time being on one of the sports shows saying, "But he would twist him like he because he said he's country strong."
3: Charlie (laughs) Manuel,
1: milk and eggs. Now educate me if you guys would on this Zuckerberg thing because having a good share of Facebook stock where it plunged, and then all of a sudden. He said a couple words and the stocks went through the roof. What day. I want to
0: say for the record. The Congress
2: twisted him in the pretzels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, did I, I believe that episode 17, I haven't uploaded episode 18 yet. This is again inside baseball, no pun intended. But I
2: believe I had published the one where we talked about Social media. Yeah no, yeah.
0: no, I didn't. Oh, you didn't.
2: Okay. Without no, a timestamp, yeah. So we don't have a matter of record yeah, saying we we predicted the the incoming <laughs> Plus, because that was cogent cogent thought and analysis prior to the to the big break exactly like, directly prior. To, I think it yeah. led to
0: him them ch- yeah just squashing him. I think Alexa alerted the authorities.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're not talking to you now. Who still got Facebook on their phone? Oh, she, oh, she, she just she's said sorry. Us say, I know, everybody said
1: log off. Stop cursing. She said.
0: Uh, I don't know much about it anymore. Rick, do you know anything? He wore he, he he uh he had to use um a booster seat. An adult diaper. Yeah. Uh
2: to what point are you unfamiliar?
1: Well well I mean I know and I, the name escapes me now, but my dad has been walking
0: around the house going, Fuck Zuck this suck <laughs> <laughs> And I always think with suck. all due respect. Can zuck we start the segment zuck. by
2: playing the mark give me the zuck? Give me the Can zuck. you play Can you play that for your dad? Go to YouTube and type in mark give me the ZUCC. <laughs> so he was doing a a Facebook live thing like when they started doing the live streaming thing like Periscope. He uh Periscope Twitter came up with with, with like you could anybody could basically be a news reporter wherever they were, right? Like you could hit you can live stream whatever you have around you and and like basically be a reporter wherever you are so as soon as they came out with that facebook came up with like facebook live which is a, a like a, a basically a direct copy of it where you can a, as you're talking people can say that they like you which is like they hit hearts or they don't like you and they get angry face- or and you can put stuff in the chat that the the person doing the live stream can see and respond to in real time so to, to to launch it, Zuckerberg from his backyard, from his entire his very relatable backyard, which is completely cut, enclosed by a fence. He's
1: got the green <laughs> egg there, I can see.
2: He's got the green egg and like a full on smoker. Did a question and answer session with users of Facebook and just repeatedly got oh. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> buried him. You mean yeah? Yeah. Oh. what w- watch, watch. <laughs>
1: Is he playing dumb or is no, he? No,
2: he's a weird No, dude. Like, he like has no clue. <laughs>
1: so what are they saying by saying, give me the suck? <laughs> give me the
2: suck. It's like, suck me off. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a, come at me, bro. <laughs> and, then, and he says... And he says... Maybe if you can explain that to me, I can try and do it.
0: For you. <laughs> it's just people being like silly, and kinda. he's just
2: such a geek that yeah, he don't he's even. he's like weird. Really, dude. Mark, give me the Zuck. But
1: but <laughs> by him saying a few things, that shoots the the the
0: stocks up. I I, I didn't. So what ha- I don't even know really we Well that's a, a of-
2: yeah it's like a- but that's any 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 person that the media and society <laughs> at large ascribes way too much power to that that can happen where uh, like a a misattributed quote or a mis misunderstood statement can Trump literally every day of this week, yeah, yeah, it does has sent the market up and down by a percent. Whatever he days. says, yeah, it's okay.
0: not, it's nonsense. Like,
2: which is patently prima facie absurd. Yeah, like there's it's stupid. Total the fact disaster. that any person could <laughs>
0: total disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, he got called to the floor right to to kind of address the the security concerns.
2: Well, I guess we should rewind and start from our previous conversation, right? Right. right. We, 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 we were prescient. That. Yeah, we were prescient, and we we predicted what was about to happen. It's a good uh, thing James I uploaded
0: the episode in time, <laughs>
2: <laughs> as to have the record. Yeah, you had your pulse, your your finger on the pulse, but you fell asleep at the wheel. Mm. To mix to mix metaphors, Sto- story of my um, life. <laughs> and
1: now when our adoring fan base listen, they're going to go, oh, yeah, now they can say that Yeah, stuff. but we'll,
0: they'll know. Okay. Our fans will know. They'll believe us. True,
2: true in the lines, then heads Yeah, will we, know. Yeah, we
0: need a name for the fans.
2: <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> well, there's a thing that aggravates me that when you, for example, on your favorite thing, Skype, when they ask for these current uploads – that little box that says, like the second page in, when you go continue, it's it it says, and if you don't look at it and realize, oh, would you like to make you you would like to make Bing your search engine? Yeah, and it's yeah, checked, you gotta watch that. All that isn't stuff. fair. Yeah, there should be a law about that because
3: yeah.
1: older people aren't gonna.
0: Yeah, they'll make it like they call it like uh, bloatware. What do they call it, Rick? Where it's like the... malware. Well, not malware, but it's like. You'll go to download some
2: program or app for your computer, and they'll like automatic. They have it by default. Oh, the default setting is to yeah. I don't. I don't know if there's any kind of colloquialism for that, but I'm aware of what you're talking yeah, about. That, that, that like, yeah, that ain't
1: right, yeah. man. You're looking over this side where it says continue, and you hit it, and then all of a sudden there's two things that are checked off. That a person that's not the wiser, then he says, "Wait a minute! Now everything's different on my search engine." Yeah, that's because you. That's I don't know. That's bait and switch at yeah, its best. Yeah, it right shouldn't there. be allowed. Yeah, and I didn't know whether that. But are they just saying that he gave away information, or his Facebook uh, gave away information to people? Was it for for the was it before the presidential?
2: Well, we can we can we can rewind like even further back. Like I think it was three or four years ago on the shores of Wildwood, uh, I had a conversation with Bobby Ketch about. I I didn't think that the real enemy or I shouldn't even say enemy but the the real point of concern was w- 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 James you could probably attest to this
0: was I was I here for this conversation
2: no it was it was just he and I were the only two privy to it but uh, books that were written while you were like that weren't considered classics when you were coming up uncle Den, are part of are taught as part of the western literature canon to mm-hmm. To, to guys like us like 1984 is, is the big bell cow right you 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 had to read that in high school or you were told to read it right school, right you know? okay big James brother is watching and all that mm-hmm. yeah you you were you James right yeah you remember that mm-hmm. yeah so so we're, we were taught to demonize uh the government the government's always coming after you and and he and I were like probably five or six beers in musing about that and I said it's interesting, like one of the biggest cons is that my generation was taught to distrust the government when we're willingly giving up all of that privacy and security to, literally giving it up to, to corporations, to private corporations. And I don't think that the the presupposed enemy of our lifetime is the government, because the government's ultimately, the government as it exists today is like an ultimately a puppet of corporations and that everybody needs to worry about private corporations taking your information and manipulating you with it and he he scoffed at that and said absolutely not i i have nothing to hide they can do whatever they want with my data and my information like i'm not worried about it in the least and i said i think you're going to come to regret that because they're keeping track of you in ways that you don't know yet and they're using it to manipulate you and and he said no there's, there's there's not a that that's not true. Oh, so this so is I, you
1: and Bobby Ketch having this, yeah, and only yeah. five beers in. You think, or? <laughs> but it's very interesting because you, when you say we were educated, or when you're, you are you saying James also, or
2: our, our generation, right, James? Yeah, okay, not, yeah, not, yeah. Not would you disagree with that? No, no
1: I agree. You so you guys uh, were instructed in the same manner,
2: right? James, it's a about? very, I, I, and I think it's a it's a residual effect of the Cold War, right? Like. Because the Soviet Union was the enemy, and they were this centrally planned, monolithic, godless communist government that controlled everything. They were Americans who were free, like ostensibly free enterprise minded. Were they're taught to not think that way and be individualistic and push back against groupthink and collectivism in the process. We we gave up so much willingly to private corporations, assuming that they had no malice in mind, and I think recent events prove that's not the case at all. <laughs> and you know, Google probably has more than Facebook does, I but God knows so. what they're doing. It um, Facebook, I think, is just like a much more hapless, bumbling, yeah, version of Google. A, than- gu- a good whipping boy, too. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, because it, it's like some asshole Harvard dropout that came up with this thing to rank hot women, and now he's a gajillionaire. Like, one of the most powerful people on the planet. That can that can swing markets just by farting, you know? Like,
0: it's and ridiculous. And is
2: the only one among us who can give
0: the Zuck <laughs> <laughs>
2: What power he wields Who among us
0: could, could stand before the light
2: of God and give the Zuck but now,
0: Rick, when you were saying to in action,
2: how like an angel, In apprehension, how like a god. Uh, <laughs> when you were when, what?
1: when you were saying to Bobby, uh, and is it Bobby C or is it Bobby K?
2: K K E T C H.
1: K. That's what I thought. Yeah, catch. Um, catch. That we need to bring Bob to the carpet. Yeah, we're talking about it without him being here. However,
2: no, he he texted me earlier this week and said and referenced that very conversation and said. I guess I was completely wrong about not worrying about corporations wow, having this stuff.
1: He must be under the influence. <laughs> <laughs> he, must be a of sleep. If he gave something up. Something ain't right. I gotta call him in the morning. <laughs> he scribbled it on a note. But when you're when you're saying <laughs> he, when he
2: you, got the zuck,
1: <laughs> when you were in effect saying you've given this, yet you're giving up all this freedom by participating in this social media. But isn't that more unbeknownst to like my generation? Because I don't think. Anybody in my generation knew as much as you guys do that hey we're giving us all up. I think. He-
0: well, you guys were never no. taught to be wary, right? Like, you guys were always told big governments the enemy. Government, they'll try to you know take all your money. Away. Well, we
2: were we were taught residually worse than they were, James. I think there was never like a formal education in that for like. They, well, and I guess you weren't in public school, Uncle Dan. But like, do you remember the Catholic schools teaching you? Be, because I, I don't think that they would, because they were a big monolithic organization. That they'd be telling you not to. Or, I, I don't think that the Catholics would be saying be individualistic and question authority. No, no, way. no. It doesn't yeah. sound yeah. like no. them. Because on the other side From of their mouth, they're brief... saying, "Listen to what
0: everything we say." <laughs> From my brief brushes with the Catholic Church, it doesn't sound like something they would say. No, definitely not. But, but, whereas
2: in public school, uh, uh, of kids of our age, were taught all these like beware of collectivism and groupthink and uh and central planning and and everything of that nature um but in the, but on the other hand trust free enterprise and trust the private sector because that's the best way to survive and when as a consumer when you're delivered things that are convenient to you you consider it a mo- a model or a marvel of modern technology like a great toy exactly Mm -hmm. and and without ever wondering is the enemy that we were taught to fear the one that we're giving our stuff up to which i kind of thought was happening and uh i mean the idea that you're giving that they are watching literally everything that you do whether they're just doing whether it's just some computer gathering data that can direct you to something that computer is written by a human that has an agenda, and uh, whether or not that human's using all that data and visualizing it to manipulate you directly, they they have a an, a an indirect goal of trying to get you to buy something or trying to get you to click on something and or trying to get you to vote for an yeah
0: vote it. some way yeah
2: right right. Um, th- th- this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with that Adam Curtis film how social media has squared the circle in terms of getting people to fall in line and do what they want I- I- which leads us back up to wh- where we got to last time, where James was talking about how he, he was completely disgusted with it and got rid of it. After that, uh, like, was it that weekend? After we, It recorded? was literally like, yeah, I think it might have been that week. Yeah.
0: Like, we were like five days ahead.
2: A, a whistleblower who is this Canadian nerd who I think was probably brought up with the same compunctions as we were about, like, I, I'm pretty sure, have, have you followed this guy at all? No, James, I don't know or?
0: much about it.
2: He, his backstory kind of seems like he's your your grade A, like libertarian colored hair, uh, uh-huh. weirdo. Idiot. Um, probably, if we were going to dig into his background, probably has some pretty problematic thoughts <laughs> published somewhere. But anyway, what he did was, I think, a, a good service in that he's like a, a genius programmer that developed all of these analytical systems. To mine and visualize and shape data of people information that people volunteer on social media. So whenever you see that I think the thing, one of their methods of choice was that um the, the the company's called Cambridge Analytica, and that's what this kid worked for. One of their one of their primo methods was those personality quizzes, right? Like uh It'd be like which which Simpsons character are you? And which like a, a, a few years ago exploded on Facebook, right? They were
0: like right. everywhere,
2: and and people thought it was this fun thing to compare themselves to these pop pop culture, th- you know, reference points that everybody understands.
0: First of all, first of all, uh, that's an indictment. Whoever is doing those things for fun, you should feel ashamed. Of they might they might want to get a job. <laughs> yeah. But but, but let's say
1: somebody, and they
2: should be fired from their job.
1: Is this sinister person on the other end, even though he's making it come under the guise of a game, really trying to grab helpful information for?
2: We'll we'll get there because there are some other nefarious characters in here that like are beyond parody. Um, So you would take one of those quizzes, and the the quiz would be shaped or or sculpted or aimed at guiding you towards identification with some beloved pop culture character like Joey on Friends or uh, Lisa on The Simpsons. And what they were really doing was making like a psychological profile of you. They were like very direct questions that, you know, 10 or 20 questions that could form a profile of a person. Literally, former profile of a person that they could match with the personality traits of a, of like a television character. These this company, Cambridge Analytica, was putting those polls, like seeding those polls out into Facebook, and then they would go viral because people enjoyed taking them. And as they were doing it through you know peer pressure and uh, you know human nature, whatever, they were gathering data through what people thought were a fun game. From that, they would they would aggregate and house all that data and develop these algorithms that said these people think this way if we if we show them this ad or this story we can we can start to nudge them towards or this candidate
0: yeah but with the uh uh, with the eye towards marketing influence really right like putting your thumb on the scale
2: I I think for any, for any
0: objective, like it could be, I think it started
2: as, yeah, exactly. And any way that you would want to influence. Right. Exactly. But I think, I I think that
0: manipulation started really.
2: Well, certainly uh, that's what we would call it. It started as a way to sell people products, right? Like uh, a marketing tool. Like you could figure out if you could figure out in real time, what your customers want, Boy, that's better than any kind of paid market research or focus group could do, right? Like you, you you could have real-time data coming in to the up to the minute of what a group of people want to buy, and then you could you could produce that and sell it to them. And
0: even beyond Boy, that's like, great. what they want to buy, like how they're arriving at the decision of what they want to buy, like what goes into like almost a look inside their heads.
2: And when you say and a group, you're talking about millions of people, right? Right, Bil- yeah. Two a billion people, people
0: are on Facebook.
2: Right? Right. What what came of that was that you know people talk, and and, and p- political consultants started to realize, uh, and and Ted Cruz, being one of the biggest the the, the senator of the great state of Texas, realized that um, and the son of JFK's assassin, <laughs> Raphael. <laughs> Rafael Cruz fought with Castro in the Cuban Revolution. That is not a conspiracy theory. Really? He did and yeah, Ted Ted has admitted to it. Ted said he didn't know that Castro was a communist. He's on the record as having said that. <laughs> anyway, that's a digression. Um, he he and other politicians started got, like paying this Cambridge Analytical firm, figure out ways to, you know, the, the coveted middle of the road voter that's always undecided or doesn't identify with a party figure out a way to sway five percent of them towards me uh and and win me an election and that's better that money is better spent than any kind of tv ad right right? because one i don't have to film anything (laughs) and and two like i'm almost guaranteed mind control to point people where i want to go they they had built this robust infrastructure that the Trump campaign used in in 2016 uh, to, to people who people people really should have seen this especially adults who have money. Like, I don't mean to indict generations, but people grew up with subscription services, and the subscription paid for everything. And maybe maybe you know you buy the paper; it's got ads in it to supplement the paper's income. But the paper is never, like, reading your fingerprints or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. When, when you were getting all this stuff for free, somebody should have raised an eyebrow to say, like, can this really – is this too good to be true? Like,
0: Well, they say – there's that saying. I don't know who came up with it uh, because that's just what I do. I just drop quotes that I don't attribute. But isn't it something <laughs> like if you, uh, if you can't see the product being sold and you're the product or whatever? What is that?
2: I never heard that one, but – but actually, but, so but not... someone's
0: making money somewhere. But, but back see... to Cruz and this whole...
2: <laughs> no one's making money on that quote. I think it
0: was uh, Benjamin Franklin said that. <laughs> Here it is. If you, can't, it was G. Robinson. if you can't see the product, you're the product. Uh, I don't know who it comes from. <laughs> James Boyle. It looks like it's attributed to Zuck the Suck. He, yeah, he's looking at it <laughs> on
1: Facebook, by the way. But but Andrew, back to... or, or right, Back to... Um, Cruz, um, did anyone do you think raise a hand and say, "Wait a minute, this this isn't right"? Do you think, or do you think everybody went, "Man, this is this who, is
2: who 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 would do who would be that person like that you're thinking of? Whether whether so, it somebody was, involved with this campaign, or yeah,
1: whether it was people that oh. like his like his right hand people. Did anyone I wonder say? Yeah, but I don't know. Is this uh, this might be going a little
2: further than we should as far as We've an invasion of privacy. No, I think they those people are absolute human jackals that will do anything they can to leverage any bit of information to win. Yeah, and I think
0: they're giddy when they find a tool like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So where how has it gotten to the point where somebody says, Wait
2: you. a minute,
1: this isn't right, and we're gonna hold this guy yeah, well, whistleblower.
2: I'll give you a I'll give you a quote attributed to Hunter S. Thompson, the human jackals that should be fucked, broken, and driven across the land. (laughs) Wow, that don't say uh, Now I'm going to go take
1: my head off with a shotgun.
2: (laughs) 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 Excuse me while I go. (laughs) So yeah, we get to this whistleblower, and it's kind of singular to me because maybe it's because people's – Maybe it has it can be attributed to this whole setup directing people into different buckets, uh, but like there have been so many singular issues that have occurred in the past two years that would have sunk the political career of anybody. Right, ten years ago, like the, the news, if they were to break a scandal. You you could get somebody to resign within hours, right? Right, right, right. Now, now the president of the United States is admitted to paying off a fucking porn star, uh, and and nobody's batting an eye about it, right? Like y- they've managed to get people to not care to the point it's it's almost absurd. So so like not almost absurd, it's beyond absurd. The fact that this rang a tuning fork somewhere is fascinating to me that this scandal
0: is this draw
2: precipitated I, I don't know that it's that because i mean congressional hearings are just that they're hearings like there's no weight behind them it, it, like i uncle Dan, you remember in the early 2000s uh the, the steroid hearings with baseball, mm-hmm. right? like, Yep, yep. Like, they dragged everybody up there. They got them to embarrass themselves, but that was it. Like, nobody went to jail. It's like or, a dog and was...
0: pony show.
2: What do they call it? Exactly. That's
0: exactly that what, really what they Is that really what they say?
2: That's... Dog and pony? Punch and Judy, dog and pony? Yeah, yeah dog and pony are. show, yeah. 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 Well done. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> that was with, with the utmost Frank confidence. <laughs>
1: Suck.
0: You got sucked up. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got the zuck. I think really um, what how we can summarize it is that we thought we wanted the zuck, and instead we found we've taken too much zuck.
2: <laughs> well, no, no, but I mean, like w- this, this, this resulted in a large, a large wave of public outrage, um, which most scandals recently haven't, you know, to the point where Congress, like Ted Cruz if you watched the video the other day was one of the biggest aggressors against Zuckerberg. Oh, like, okay. And his, his campaign benefited from the thing that they're questioning. About. Oh, so Facebook, no. the where Facebook falls into this is that they, uh, they didn't, they weren't, they were kind of a, I don't know. They weren't a neutral actor, but they were a, a negligent maybe they weren't a reckless actor, but they were a negligent actor. And I, I would argue that they're a reckless actor and that they, they, they knew that they had all this data out there and the Cambridge Analytica people were doing whatever they wanted with it. And they, and Facebook did nothing to stop it. And and they're saying, you know, like so many people use our data for so many different reasons um, and nothing we did violates the terms of service with our users. And, I think what people are starting to realize for the first time with these idiots is that the terms of service are completely fucked. Like how much you're giving up and, and the you know, it's like reading War and Peace if you wanted to go read the terms of service in Facebook. Nobody stops to read those. Um, which is where you would want a regulatory body like a government to come in and say, You can't fucking do this. You can't expect users of your product to read through all this and 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 forget and, and forgo all of the the protections that they should be afforded, just because you've made it difficult to go through. Um, and, and meanwhile, the Cambridge Analytica people—the guy that the, the the whistleblower came from— their leader is this Brit who goes by the name, unironically. I'm not kidding here, Doctor Specter. I, like I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> Bond villain,
0: <laughs>
2: and he is is still boastful about their capabilities and completely unrepentant and why doesn't he
0: get called to the carpet
2: by the uk dr Probably. mo dr larry yeah, no, dr. They, Curly. They, they uh the the uk i think inspector general or whatever the like chancellor of the inspector or whatever solicitor that general prime <laughs> um and the wedding's they, coming they, up too <laughs> they're looking into it pretty heavy duty um To the point where, like Lindsey Graham, of all people, a Republican senator from one of the Carolinas, is lauding a European governance for increased surveillance and regulation. Not surveillance, but but Like like the European model is opt in, right? So so you brought it up, Uncle. Then there's a word for it. When you sign up for something, when you install something on your computer, and the thing pops up, all the boxes are checked, right? Right. That's the default position.
1: Right. Right.
2: That's called that's called opt out, right? Like you have to actively tell the thing. Yeah. Don't do this yep. to me. The European model is opt in where when you install something, none of those are checked, right. but it says, Hey, if you want this, please tell us, you tell us that you want to do that. Um, which like you said, there are a lot of people that are literate computer users. Yeah. That they they don't, don't really understand what they're getting into when they hit. Okay. Um, and you're preying on them when you have an opt-out system. The, the Europeans say no. You, you have to. You got to tell them the user you Have yep. actively do it on their you own. You know who
1: started it? Columbia. They used to send albums. The CDs. Yep. And the, you, they were going to send it until you told them no, don't. Yeah. That's that ass backwards to me. That's not fair.
0: Especially for people like advantage. you. I didn't everyone take advantage of that and just get like free CDs?
1: And, it, and I know that because being a postal worker at the time, they would give you these things <laughs> <laughs> that were all ripped open. They go, here, I don't want this. And I'd say, you got to put postage on yeah. that. If you, No, no, I didn't want it. I never asked for it. I said, but yeah, you open it. So you got to. And yeah. that was, that's, that's not, that's bait and switch. That's, yeah. that's wrong. And that's what this guy did. And yet this kid comes off, who I'm sure is brilliant. Is he not? Zuckerberg? I mean, you're calling him an idiot, but I'm sure technically and with all his savvy, he... he knew, I would
2: call him an, an idiot savant. Yeah, he knew exactly
1: <laughs> what's going on, and then he sits up there in front of...
0: He chose the wrong time to untuck the Zuck, I think. I mean, come on, <laughs> and
1: then he comes in there, and oh, I didn't know that, and yeah, it was my mistake. So how is he going to pay for that when he stands up there and says... Uh, he won't. Uh, no?
0: I don't think so, Rick.
2: Well, that that's the cynicism of the age, right? That, like he won't pay for uh, it. Yeah, no, nothing's going to change. Happen. Yeah. Um and that that's that's the normalization right? Like everybody knows that this is fucked up, but <laughs> what, what I'll tell you one of the things that was the most depressing about this entire episode to me was uh I, there was a uh, on NPR the other morning there was a uh Democratic senator from Rhode Island and he was talking – they had him on there, and he had his huge prepared statement that he was trying to make seem like he was speaking impromptu, off the cuff, about how angry he was and how things needed to change and yada, yada, yada. He got to the point – and they're going to have to answer to me because I'm the big, bad congressman. And then he spoke about Cheryl Sandberg, who is the CFO of Facebook, and he did – if you, if you blinked or, or coughed, he would have missed it. But during the interview, he said – She's going. She's going around apologizing to everybody. She's going around apologizing to everybody. Can you believe this? And of course, she's doing a wonderful job at it. And, and, and then he kept going on with his rant, and it, like he he threw in a compliment to her. And at that moment, you knew this guy's in their fucking pocket. Yeah, He's probably yeah. getting money from them as as donors. So like you you know that they're just gonna get up and rant and rave. At, Is this some sort of weird, perverted catharsis for the public? Like, the public's going to know, oh, the Senate's on my side. They're angry about this. They're going to have this big dog and pony show hearing, and nothing's going to fucking change.
1: And there's two billion suckers still on there right now as we
0: speak. And they came out days afterwards because at first they were saying only like a small portion, right, Rick? And then they said possibly every one of the two
2: billion had information scraped from their profiles. I'm sure. I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever, in my tenure of Facebook, and I had it from up until like two years ago, I had it from when it started. My, the school I went to is one of the first schools to allow it. I don't think I ever clicked on one of those dumbass quizzes or anything like that. But I'm still sure that they know they like they had the picture analytical software, yeah, the facial so recognition software. They, they have the text, ra- anything that you wrote on there they would analyze, the time of day that you were saying it, what the sentence syntax was. All kinds of shit that, like, they're just selling. You're, you're just a commodity that they're using on the market. The things that you thought were protected in private uh, are just being bought and sold at their whim without your consent. It's disgusting. If you didn't see the product.
0: You are the product. Benjamin Franklin.
1: There you go. (laughs) I remember Angel Martin on the Rockford show saying, am I my brother's keeper? He was saying something to the effect of the guy's just a drug dealer. Why don't you just kill him and get it over with me? You know, uh, Becker looks at him and goes, really? Are you serious? And he's here, am I my brother's keeper? And Rockford says to him. That's Tolstoy and, and uh, Angel Martin says, no, Vincent Price said it on the Hollywood Square. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but here's all these people that are the product. Mm-hmm. Are they ever going to learn it or no? Maybe when we old farts die off, you guys will be wiser or is it still going to go on and maybe even at a greater rate?
2: It's a perfect storm because like, I think the three of us right <laughs> recognize the problem. I think – Millions, if not billions of other people recognize the problem as well, but they have a reasonable expectation of a regulatory body yeah. to act in their best interest, right? Wh- whether they're going to get off there or not, and I think it's stupid, and I want to be clear, the people that haven't deleted, completely deleted their Facebook accounts at this point are fucking rubes, but they have a re- expectation that a regulatory body will act in their best interest. yeah, yeah. To, to to step in and put a fucking stop to this. And it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And that's a much bigger problem.
1: Here's a small microcosm of that. I was just looking to change the auto insurance and the condo and all. The girl from Allstate got a hold of me. Now, if I had Liberty Mutual. And she goes, oh, I see that your policy's up. Now, how the hell does she see that? I said, ah, I wondered why I was getting emails right around the anniversary date of my payment. But, Whose business is that, other than Liberty Mutual?
0: Maybe now, there's a database. Well, here's
1: a qu- one question I have for you: Is that is that just because this happened to be Allstate, and I had Allstate back in the day, or do you think everybody who carries insurance knows my anniversary date? Because that's a bit unnerving and pisses me off. I
3: mean, I don't know.
1: and is that that's more of this same animal that we're all? Geez, I got it now. I got to cancel my Facebook now. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. I, I'm I, I like other many I'm sure think my cousin Donna and then people that are on there they just oh it's so cute and it's so much fun to look at the kids as they grow up and all.
2: But no, but I mean that's that's a reasonable expectation. Like this was built on that idea, right? Like it, it was a really easy way to keep in touch with people, and you can watch. It's an easier way to keep in touch with people far away. Or, you know, it's a lot easier for somebody to post something and have people come look at it than to send something to all these different people, Uh, right? It's like the inverse of the Postal Service Uh, or or, or even calling people. And and they have a reasonable expectation that somebody will act in their best interest and defend them. But uh, to me, the reason I say, and I I put that indelicately, but the reason I say people are dumb for not getting rid of it is because I, I think that the, the acts that have taken place at this point are so egregious that just out of rage you should get rid of You're it right, because they're right. making don't money off of you. and you sh-
0: To play devil's advocate, don't you think that all these tech companies are... I mean, it's like saying you'd have to go live in a in a brick hut in the wilderness. Google's doing Certainly. the same shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're all doing it. We've, we've become the product. Especially they they will, feckless. but
2: I don't think anybody more more feckless and 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 rotten than Zuckerberg and all of the people that work for him. Uh th- they <laughs> you know Google Aren't had Android the, phones like reading text messages. They're probably it's pro- it's sitting right next to me. It's probably listening to what I say right now. Yeah. Uh but which makes me sound like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat, and I am, by the way, give, no, a silver paper hat, right? <laughs> just give them a good na 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 na. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. Y- y- you're right, but I don't think that's a reason to give up. Uh, you know, the the it's the a reason to fight to... for
0: the regulation,
2: like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. way you get people to listen is to is to stop giving them money, which is to cancel your account. Um, and and you also can't elect corrupt politicians, which is nearly an impossible feat these days, but so. No. So let's go over to Cosby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so well the, before the we end tonight, I will that say that me. I had a I had an edition for In the Lions Library that I finished today. It's a book called Enlightenment Now. Rick, I don't know if you've heard about it, by a guy named Steven Pinker. That essentially is a a plea and a sort of laid out, thoroughly researched investigation onto why humanism like sort of moralistic humanism based on rationality and scientific thinking it he kind of goes through and shows how far we've progressed with it and why it's important to like keep it the forefront of progress for civilization so
2: like uh like like secular humanism yeah Yeah. Yeah. so what do you mean by humanism like I'm gonna butcher it. Let me bring it next Care week because we're already man. we're
0: over two hours too. Oh, okay. And as much as I love bringing up smart people's books and butchering them, we'll we'll, we'll devote some time to it. Next just week. that one because I finished it today, and it was it's fascinating and really like dense, super well researched. But I need to do some more research. Enlightenism? On is that humanism? <sighs> but what's the name of the title? Of uh, the book? So it says just to give you the Wikipedia. 2018 book written by Canadian American Cognitive Scientist Steven Pinkert uses statistics to argue that health, prosperity, safety, peace, and happiness are on the rise, both in the West and worldwide, and it attributes these positive outcomes to enlightenment values such as reason, science, and humanism, and they define humanism as a philosophical and ethical stance that emphasizes the value and agency of human beings individually and collectively and generally prefers critical thinking and evidence rationalism and empiricism over acceptance of dogma or superstition superstition so essentially using data and like facts as a means to direct
2: that yeah they had me there but like that for a little while but when you get into the rationalism and human and, and data driven stuff it's a tool but it's, it shouldn't be an end-all be-all right because yeah i mean i i, I take it more as compassion like Humanism, I think, Uncle Dan, the best way to distill it is, uh, well, like, like, like you were taught as a kid to behave because you'll be damned in eternity, right? Um, if you do wrong. Uh, whereas humanism focuses on your time on Earth. You should, you should focus on those around you, and having compassion for those around you, uh, and do your best here because, as far as we know, that's all we have. Um, r- rather than planning for an eternity. Um Yeah, th- and does they that go sound like the,
0: yeah, the in the book they talk about like they do everything step by he does everything step by step and sort of like in a very logical way that shows like rational humans can agree that these things make life fulfilled and satisfying and it's you know it's like like the pursuit of knowledge and cur- human curiosity and comfort and pleasure seeking like all these things that we can agree make a life full and satisfied we should use those as guiding principles to work towards as opposed to like you know installed traditions or sort of dogmatic views. Can can I... Let me
1: offer this little story today. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm patting myself on the back. But I went to Panera to get some lunch. There was a woman ahead of me with a walker. And was she said blind. It it appeared to me like one of the eyes in her glasses was darkened out. She had to be in her 80s. And I says, hey, let me buy lunch for you. And she kind of goes, no. And I go, no, I'm not... Some kind of freak or something, but let me buy lunch for you. <laughs> and she couldn't have been any; she was almost crying.
0: Wow! Must I'm saying
1: a... to anybody, whether it's thirty or thirty thousand, listen, go do that.
0: Yeah, I it is, agree.
1: It is the coolest feeling for twenty-seven dollars. It was the coolest feeling, and you know, you know, I've I've done that before, but it's just it's it's just so cool. It's yeah, and and do that because that is the greatest feeling. Rick, do that.
3: Between, no. Rick, <laughs> right now,
1: bitch. Rick. No, between now and next week, do that. And then see, it's just a great feeling. It's
0: almost selfish because of the great feeling you get, but then. Yeah, but you didn't mention she was wearing a plunging neckline. She
1: did have a plunging neckline, and, and her neck kind of looked like an iguana. It was that crepe skin. <laughs> but no, that was wonderful, and everybody should try to
0: do that. I don't know if that has anything to do with your human No, It does. I want to say, everyone, all our fans out there, go out there and be good. We've gone long tonight. (laughs) I think the gingerbread man in Trek Two said it best when he said, Be
3: good. good.
0: (laughs) I want to thank you all for listening and say, Buenas noches to our fans in Argentina. Let's go Flyers. Yeah.
3: Woo!